Nation Nail Salon and Grocery Store. Wait, she's at the nail salon and the grocery store? I'm at the Combination Nail Salon and Grocery Store. Groceries through Instacart, delivered to my door. I don't have to choose between acrylics and the grocery store. Hi everyone, it's Helen here, voice of Azu, Enola and Laverne and host of Enthusiasm. Today I'm here to tell you about Divisor, a podcast on the RQ network. Divisor is a dark science fiction audio drama with elements of horror from Harlan Guthrie, the mastermind behind the unsettling and addictive series Malevolent. In this immersive tale, we follow Sun, a young man who awakens aboard a spaceship bound for Earth on a mission to recolonize a desolate planet. However, Sun's journey takes a sinister turn, and he discovers unsettling truths about his world and himself. The entire series is available for you to listen to right now. So, search for Divisor, that's D-E-V-I-S-E-R, wherever you listen to podcasts, or visit www.divisor.ca or www.rustyquill.com for more information. That's all from me. Enjoy your episode. Hello folks, Helen here, voice of Azu in Rusty Quill Gaming. This is an advert for the podcast Anomaly. Anomaly is a TTRPG meditation podcast that takes you into a world of magic and fantasy. You'll be invited to imagine yourself in scenarios like learning to cast a tranquility spell or exploring a land once vanquished by a dragon, all connected by a shared mythology. The podcast combines the traits of a great dungeon master with those of a meditation guide, weaving tales of fantasy that stretch the imagination, while you learn to centre yourself, find confidence, and relieve stress. Featuring the voices of Ruth Connell from Supernatural and Todd Stashwick from Star Trek Picard, Anomaly is available wherever you find podcasts, or at seekanomaly.com. That's S-E-E-K-A-N-O-M-A. L-I-E dot com. That's all from me. Enjoy your episode and take care of yourself. Hi everyone, Ben here. I'd just like to take a moment to thank some of our patrons. Hannah Tsim, Jessica Mulano, Howe, Luke Curry, Brandon Wheeler, Surreal Bill, Ridwin, Patrick Haggerty, Steve Pelopoli, Fred Rosenberger. Thank you all. We really appreciate your support. If you'd like to join them, go to www.patreon.com forward slash rustyquill and take a look at our rewards. Hello and welcome to the Rusty Quill Gaming Podcast. I'm your host and GM, Alex Newell, and with me today I have... Ben Meredith. Bryn Monroe, Lydia Nicholas, and Helen Gould. And who are you playing? No one. We're just ourselves today, Alex. I don't know. It's just me. <laughs> so it's just, we're... it's just Helen doing all the voices. <laughs> <laughs> Off you go. <laughs> we didn't warn her. What we are doing today is we are going to try something that I think is ill-advised, but we're going to give it a go. Ill-advised, but he suggested it. So, what <laughs> we're going to do... He just ill-advice. Just a bad friend. <laughs> That's what this Here's comes down to. my advice. To. It is bad. So, what we are going to be doing is we are going to be getting a recap of everything that happened up to this point. However, I'm not going to help. I'm not going to be steering this. This is very much 
What do the players think has <laughs> happened up to this point? Yeah, Helen, what happened up to this point? <laughs> now, this it, is going to be fantastic. It is worth pointing out at this stage that we are recording this after having recorded with Helen for a little while. So the reactions from Helen for the first few episodes are like, they're not faked or anything, but it does also mean that you still don't know the majority yeah. of this information. Yeah, like you're talking about Mr. Ceiling and I do not know who that is. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, wow. I'm just, yeah. I'm just imagining a ceiling with a face on it. You know, <laughs> so with, with that in mind, yeah. okay, I finally get to be a spectator and just watch this would, train would, wreck Would you like happen. to explain why we're doing this? Well, so, hello and welcome to the break between seasons, very much, everyone. Very much. Welcome to the break between seasons. If this is your first episode, why? I'm not that hateful. Well, no, that's, this is quite a good first oh, episode. Oh, yeah, that's the one it's episode exactly I can't the, say that. It's exactly yeah. the point. All right, fair, well done. Of having this. Is yeah, you made a really good choice. Episode. Don't listen to Ben. I'm in so, fact, I'm sorry, just everyone. don't listen to Ben in general. I'm I think sorry, someone, I mean, I'm I'm really mean really this is Creative Commons, so you could create a fan edit taking Ben out. The whole thing. I think it would still be great. With this in mind. What, what, what? What? And and this, if nothing else, will be evidence to why a GM exists. <laughs> uh, I am handing over complete control to all of you. Obviously, Helen and me can Helen can learn these things as they go, mm. and I can just slowly get more and more incensed as it's clear that the majority <laughs> of the story has passed you by. Yep. With that in mind, are you incensed in the remembrance? <laughs> regale me. Okay, yeah. we're, okay. we're going to try and not to get too detailed, guys. If you want to hear the detailed version, go back and listen to the episode. Yeah, like That's what they're for. Yeah. Okay, episode one, go. Tell me about it. <laughs> so, so I think we all it's... met in the street, basically. No, well, no. <laughs> Zolf was hiring an adventurer, yep. and uh, there was a rubbish one turned up. Yeah, and then Bertie turned up. Yeah. And who then, was also but, rubbish, but who, more effective. Yeah. I, also, I also had a rubbish companion who I called Figgis, much to Yeah, that chagrin. was it, Figgis. And so then, he named him before I got a chance. Well, that's what became habit. Uh, and then they left, and then they bumped into Hamid, and Hamid yeah. was... No, no, I turned up much later. Oh, much later. Okay, so you bumped into Sasha. Bumped into she, you, was, yeah. she was fighting off a bunch of would-be assassins slash captors uh, in an alleyway, and uh, then these chaps came along and helped to beat up the other people. Yeah. Uh, pretty much picking aside at random, I guess. Yeah. Uh, well, when there's three thuggish men and one short woman, it, yeah, it's not it, it, always that difficult to work out which is the right side. Yeah. I mean, obviously, they were getting trounced. Uh, but <laughs> but they was, got murdered. They got murdered quite hard. Mm. How true friendships are formed. Yeah. And, and Hamid, Hamid showed up and only stopped and got involved because he and Bertie were friends from university. Yeah. Really? Proving that the old boys network even applies yeah. inside uh, yeah. mystical, magical adventuring what university parties. What university was it? Cambridge. Of course. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course it was. Mm. Yeah. That's how it works. I mean, it, we did partly do that because that's where me and James met in real life as well. Really? So. I didn't know you went back that far. Yeah, Aww. yeah. Many, many years. I know Johnny from Oxford. Anyway, uh, so, so, <laughs> as, uh, so yeah, once we were all teamed up, Zolf was like, hey, you guys seem competent to fight. Do you want to join us? Brilliant. Yeah. We need to go and Hammond do... had done literally nothing. I don't know why he seemed competent to you. <laughs> I don't know. You know. Um, we talked some things down for a while. Oh, yeah, no, you... You, you were really yeah. talky. Yeah. Yeah, like, you all of the guards were like, what happened? And then you were... I tried. I'm helping. I'm not helping. No, this is on you. Yeah, because so, you were trying to be charismatic. Yeah. 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 So basically, we then um, I invited them to help out with the bodyguard thing at the uh, party that was being held by Thomas Edison in and London. Bertie's poshness allowed us, with the power of posh, yep. yeah. we got into the party. Actually, you won't be aware of this. Uh, Bertie genuinely had an ability called pomp and pageantry, which Ooh. gave him a bonus as long as he acted as posh and ridiculously over the top as possible. Yeah, it's a very obscure and, one that had took, James written took all over twice, it. twice as long to do everything. Oh, that was the rule. It had to take <laughs> literally, like, in the rules, twice as long. 
Yeah. And that's not an us thing. That's a Pathfinder thing. <laughs> uh, yeah, we didn't capitulate on that at all. And so then we went to the party and... So it was a big unveiling by Edison. Uh, and then uh, they um, unveiled a thing and then everything exploded. Well, we should say what they unveiled. That's, I mean, that's... Uh, just like a... Just like explosions! A, a so ah! Explosions! Yeah. No, okay, so they... they, they Explode! So the thing, no, the thing that the thing that was unveiled was a large robot that Edison referred to as the simulacrum. Uh, it, basically, a mechanical person that was capable of performing, you know, a huge variety of uh, mundane tasks, including but also, building itself. Importantly, Ooh, no. yeah, of did a mechanical oh, he singularity. Made, he, made, he made Ultron. Mm. It's sort of yeah, mm. yeah. Okay. So that was really good, and everyone no, was terrible. very impressed. Oh, and also there were a bunch of like ambassadors from different governments there who were like, got, hmm, yes. They get assassinated. Well, funny you should ask. <laughs> Explode! Yeah, Explode! Then, yes, everything, there, everything blew up. Everything blew up. Everything was on fire. The floor caved in. Edison immediately died. Yeah. Um, we rescued Colgate. And the Japanese ambassador. And Byron. No, no, we, Byron. Byron. we Byron. actually, we almost stopped them. Um, anyway, yeah, so, so they blew something up. They stole the simulacrum and the plans for the simulacrum. Um, and we spent a while trying to save everyone from the burning building because we're heroes, of course. Uh, and we did a decent job, actually. Yeah, we, you we, actually did a... Yeah, you, like, yeah. you rescued people, which yeah. which astonished me, but there we go. <laughs> we basically, we couldn't pursue them and rescue everyone, and we erred on the side of rescuing people. Uh, actually, yes. Yeah, so, I ran after them. Sasha did, <laughs> Sasha did track them yeah. through the basement, right? And then yeah, they Sasha blew up a them. tunnel in front Yeah, they of blew you. up a tunnel so it collapsed and she couldn't chase them further. Yeah. Um, so then when we got out we met up with an old police contact the Zolf had called Haringey um, who tasked us with hired uh, yeah with the, with the entire police force of London in disarray was like yeah. oh and a, oh, a mercenary and, um, adventuring group the bomb, you go track them down the bomb killed like a lot of the cabinet members yeah Ooh. so it was bad it was a bad time for wait all. this is in Britain yes okay. in, in London. London upper London <laughs> there is upper yeah. and lower London. But then, oh, don't yes. jump the gun. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. yeah right. But so, then yeah. <laughs> we went underground. Well, we went to the sewers specifically. Yes. Um, and I swam in some poo. Um, <laughs> oh yeah, that was like a whole episode. That, that was, was two a, episodes. That was, it was one just of my favourite episodes. It was. I just, remember that. All good games have a sewer level. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, like, me and Bertie were wandering tugging on the rope for ages. Yeah, that, that was. It was. It was like it was like an hour of listening was just you in poo. Yeah. Yeah. But oh, crazy was, day! Honestly, and, and that we're was all very, I... very grateful that uh, Alex can't add smell effects to the podcast <laughs> with, the, with the same intensity and care and love he shows to adding sound effects. To, to be the quite honest, with what you put us through, that was the happiest time of Salt's existence. <laughs> yeah. That was the least distressing thing that yeah, happened that's, to that's him. That's genuinely true, actually. Yeah, he, he enjoyed himself. He like was nice helping. mundane poo. Like, yeah. so what you're saying is that his poo swim was like a sepia-toned moment. That yeah. we anyway. So we uh, we retrieved some bits of the simulacrum and ascertained from that that they didn't actually want the simulacrum itself. They didn't. That was more of a byproduct. Yeah, they it. just they destroyed it and dumped they part of it. Wanted the plans. Yeah. yeah. So we then went back to Haringey, who sent us into Lower London, uh, under other London, other London, other London, um, which was basically the original London, which got built on top. So ba- like Tesla flooded London. So it's basically Midgar in Final Fantasy VII. Yeah, they built. A- <laughs> I have not. I've not played any of the Final Fantasy. They basically the rich people, the rich people abandoned London. Stop listening and go and play Final Final Fantasy (laughs) Seven. That's just a better use of your time. We'll see. We'll see you in a hundred hours. Yeah, come back. Okay, well done. I hope you enjoyed that. 
I'm sorry about. Didn't you it. like the bit where the guy did the thing yeah. with the stuff? Do do do. <laughs> I've, I've never, so, played, never played that game. Not steering you is there killing me. Do, 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 I know it's, it's, it's okay. Killing me. So. Basically, yeah, Tesla Tesla tried to do some like mass transit experiments, accidentally flooded London. Mm. Um, then all of the rich people went, this sucks. We're going to build another London above the old London and none of the poor people can come with us. That so like there. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so Sasha comes from other London. Yeah. Oh. So this this was, so the, we going down again into other London was something she wasn't particularly keen on as an idea because the whole point of her getting out and being chased down by the assassins was was her running away. Yeah, Sasha was super keen not to share any of her past with us and to move on and get out. So the first thing we did is went and get captured by her family. Yay! Oh, you actually have a family? Yeah, well... Insofar as they can make her feel Uh, guilty and Family in the mafia sense rather than the loving home sense. So basically what happened is we got ambushed, completely lost the fight, got captured by Barrett, who is basically well, Sasha's Sasha's uncle so there's the the whole like, sh- yeah I mean she doesn't really know what her family is but that she was a remarkably gifted thief and thus was kind of forced to do thieving for Barrett for like as she grew up well yeah. if you're good at thieving they're not going to force you to like cook are they yeah I mean you see, what I hear is really good HR yeah so basically what happened is we got given a, a cursed ring so um, this, this all happened you don't know it's cursed it's cursed it's definitely cursed because Hamid can't take it off and got, that, like, that's yeah. how you know when an item's that, cursed. Yeah, that's and got sign. looked at spookily by a Dementor-looking thing. Yeah, yeah, we didn't actually see a face under the just cowl, creepy. did we? Just spooked behind Yeah, it had a really Barrett. creepy voice. And not creepy in an Alex sort of way. Like, creepy in a genuine, you know, oh, eldritch nice. thing yeah. kind of way. Thank you so like much. a nice cool kind of way. Yeah. 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 Oh, that was exactly where I was going. Helen's my favourite. <laughs> so that... I, I have been your favourite. And there was, there was a point <laughs> there where Sasha asked Barrett about the whereabouts of her cousin and, and best friend who she hadn't seen and had assumed that had been murdered uh, by by her family. And, and he said some creepy things about... So he's like, in Paris. And his name is Brock. As Having as fun a time as you could expect or something like that. But after that, we got sent on our merry yeah, way. So I'm, I'm just going to say that that all happened in episode 12. Yeah. And someone on the forums re-listened to that episode recently and, and uh, you know, necroed the thread saying, oh my God, I just re-listened to episode 12. There's so much plot in here, guys. And yeah. to be honest, if you want to get a, a snapshot of the first, you know, that section of the, the podcast, yeah. that's a really good episode to re-listen mm. to. Episode yeah. 12 had a lot of stuff in and I, it was one I was really happy with personally. Yeah. I, th- I think that's where we actually started to get good. Yeah. I mean, obviously, it was all amazing from the start. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, We meant well. And then after that... (laughs) After that... They did not mean well. (laughs) (laughs) How, what they meant and what occurred. And then Barrett sent us on a job to attack... Well, he he told us where the compound that the people who'd stolen the plans to the simulacrum were. So... Um, yeah, we went to the compound. Yep. Uh, basically, to, oh, uh, and and we we tricked some guards who had yeah. some guard dogs outside yeah. by Bertie the human statue. Yeah. Bertie Bert- the human Bertie statue st- stood in a dirty pond. <laughs> he did a disguise check and he rolled a twenty. So he just Glorious. stayed really still, and then <laughs> Hamid ran over and told everyone, "Like guys, guys, I found this cool statue." <laughs> So they went and looked and at the cool statue. And also got like statue. a natural 20 or close enough. Yeah. yeah um, so basically, they went and looked at this cool statue. We all jumped on them and immediately jobbed them. Um, except and for... took one of their dogs for our own. Yeah. Yay. The really dumb one that was bad at everything. Oh, that's the best kind of dog. Yeah, it was a very stupid dog. Oh. Um, it was very uh, canonically, bad. I believe it was a Pugweiler. 
Yes. Well, I, I'm not sure that's how it dis- was started being described, but quickly became one, and that <laughs> became canon. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so after doing that, we uh, attacked the base. Um, and the base attacked back. The base attacked back. Well, no, um, no, no, no. So the first thing was is that Lydia did an amazing job sneaking up behind all the big, scary people that... Alex had planned for this to be in this boss fight. Oh yes, and completely destroyed. Oh yes, him. let's not forget that, shall we? Like, yeah. like uh, Hamid. Hamid in this fight actually genuinely just vomited in a corner, while everyone else bossed out and destroyed oh. this encounter without almost any problems. It was quite impressive. Ale- well, yeah, the, the only problem was Alex's eyes. Yeah. Openly distressing is what it was. <laughs> but yeah, so and set it was a tone. glorious, so yeah. glorious. So we captured their ringleader. So, um, so you'll notice that, that in, in those first 15 episodes, there's one supposedly easy fight that we'd been completely destroyed in and one supposedly hard fight that we'd completely, completely destroyed. destroyed. Yeah. Tactics, is, guys. This is the nature of GMing, though. Yeah. Yeah. This, um, this is a pattern that will recur. So, so, <laughs> so for listeners, Alex just looks sad. It's the nature of herding cats. <laughs> so we captured their boss, um, but also uh, one of their number got away. Um, Sasha had a conversation with on the roof and fell a little bit in love. I mean, he jumped so high. Yeah. <laughs> Bonus points if you remember their name. It was a fleeting crush. <laughs> um, but anyway, so from Should him... remember the exact angle, the arc of his <laughs> yeah. somersaults, but... But yeah, so... I mean, if, if we'd named that character, he'd probably have a really memorable yeah, name. Yeah, like yeah. Because, Foggis. Because we let Alex name it. Zoom it's probably something really Zoom generic. Fest. That's if, the, jump. that's if the British public named it. Yeah. Mm. Um, but yeah, so so we learned from him that the plans had been sold on. Yeah. Um, we then went, cool, and, and now we, we're done here, uh, but... And we learned from him that we shouldn't open the room that was filled well, with no, booby no, no, traps. No, 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 no. Sasha learned that, didn't tell anyone, and then opened the room full of booby traps. <laughs> was explicitly told, there's a room full of door death, don't open it. But like, Ooh. there might have been some really valuable death. That's why the that's why you put death on a door to keep yeah. you away from the valuable stuff. Yeah. Turns out it was actually just a barrel, uh, a, 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 a shed full of explosives. She got oh. exploded for the first time and gained her first scar. <laughs> yeah, that's the one down first, your neck. It was like down the side down of her face, face yeah. and down her back. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, oh, but boy. it was all burned when she got thrown through a yeah. a, a wall and set on fire. But oh. fortunately. Um, she was fine-ish, you know. Yeah, I was, she remained alive. Remained she made alive. the reflex save for half damage. Yeah. So we went back to Harringay with our hostage um, and found out that it was Byron's sister, Augusta. Mm. Um, so, yeah, that was a bit of a revelation. Um, found out that she stole it just to make a bunch of money and because she hated her brother? Yeah, well, I think. Because he's a pompous fool. Yeah, so, pretty much. Um, yeah, so we found that and then somebody wrote a newspaper article about us, yeah. which was nice. Yeah, we got um, famous. We got famous. Sasha wasn't happy. Good famous, not bad famous And either. we christened ourselves the London oh, Rangers were working on the name. Yeah. Was our canon. Is that the full name? Yes, that, that is our was... canon name. It's the London Rangers, we're still working on the name. I've, got, the full... I've got it on a t-shirt. <laughs> then we met, oh, and then we went back to Hamid's place and found out that uh, Oscar Wilde had broken in because he's a knob. Yeah, and him and Bertie. Oh God, no! Oh, let's not talk t- about it. Had a tired one night stand. It was yeah. awful. It was, it was the, magical. The flirty puns were the worst oh, thing that's God. ever happened. Watching yeah. Alex and James flirt as Bertie and Oscar Wilde <laughs> was a distressing. Occasion. Every move you make. <laughs> it's kind of thing what you, episode you feel like you can never that? unhear. Yeah, I listen to because this. some people are going to want to dive in. Uh, I genuinely can't remember. All I, I remember is it's not episode seven, sixty-nine. Seventeen, nice. Seventeen or eighteen. Okay. All right. Yeah. So um, from that, because so technically episode seventeen was the end of the prologue, uh, and we also because there was one other thing that came out of the prologue is that we got a 
amongst the papers that we recovered from Byron's yes. sister was a notebook. It turned out the notebook was written by whoever built the simulacrum. It turned out whoever built the simulacrum was not, in fact, Edison after all. Edison? A liar? <gasps> Who would have thought? What? <laughs> Charlatan? Anyway, we got a book of plot points. Yes, yeah, so yeah. The, the, note, the notebook literally contains six clues that we then... It, the rest of the campaign is investigating Do those six clues. Do we remember what those clues are? Okay, okay. Uh, From no, memory, was, no notes. There was an uh, origami crane or thing. Uh, there was a bit of metal that wasn't really metal. Yep. There was... <laughs> I, 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 re- I remember much better than this, but I'm letting everyone else go first. There, there was a note, my dear Henri, I'll meet you in Paris, kiss, kiss, or something like that. <laughs> and um, Oh, there's a weird seed. And there was, Yeah, there was a weird seed. Or maybe that, no, that was the metal thing that wasn't metal. No, 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 because no, there was a bit, there was a bit of Damascus adamantium. Yeah, Damascus adamantium. Alex's face is so red. There's a a Damascan piece of adamantium and also a weird metal seed. And there's something. Oh no! Is the metal seed is the Svalbard thing, isn't it? Right. So there was. So there was clues that (laughs) were supposed to lead us to to Paris, Svalbard's Prague. And Cairo, Cairo. I think Cairo was. You don't remember it. the Cairo one then? No. no. So there was a safety deposit key ah. that we tracked, tracked to a. Oh, that's really handy. I completely forgot Cairo. Yeah. So it's good that we're heading to Cairo now. Yeah. So I remember that. <laughs> really, really good. Uh, so I have all these notes on my character sheet. Cause that's the best place to keep notes. But I also do remember them, especially better. like campaign defining ones. Basically, I we like need to blame Alex for not making us props. Uh, so, so some of the clues were physical objects. Uh, two of them were not. So part of the notebook was just a diary. And so the diary includes references to having lunch and discussions with Francois Henri in several Paris cafes. Uh, and we worked out who Francois Henri was, I think, from the yeah, notebook as well. The head of the ordinateurs. Um, so it's basically like the computer accountants in Paris. Uh, so so the, the other thing that was just written in the notebook in terms of the diary portion was some work done at Prague University, which was a bit vague, but we knew that that was one of the places we had to visit. Mm-hmm. The, four, the four physical things were a sliver of metal that was unusual, uh, a, a weird seed, a safety deposit key, and this piece of uh, quite distinctive yeah. Japanese paper folded into a crane. And then we did, for some reason, we went to the British Museum and so with the, with the first thing we did was we tracked, we went to various places in London to get a little bit more information about each because of these clues. Because we went to see Beaming Gusset. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Beaming Gusset. Beaming Gusset is Beaming the, Gusset. Yeah, Beaming Gusset, Gusset, you know? Beaming Gusset. Your old mate, my old mate, Beaming Gusset. <laughs> you got a thing you want? You want to buy it? You want to sell it? Don't matter. Beaming, Beaming Gusset. Gusset. <laughs> yeah. It sounds like a small town in Kent. <laughs> I mean, it's a small gnome in London. So. <laughs> yeah, he was the antiques dealer that had taken Sasha in. When, when she didn't quite escape other London, she was there was a mysterious inheritance, and so then she was moved from captivity in un- other London up to sort of a weird crinoline cage of a like, why am I in this posh life? in Upper London and they were training her for something. It and also gives her the excuse occasionally to be, oh yeah, definitely an antiques dealer, not a thief. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, right, just appraising. Just appraising. <laughs> so, you know, he was he was a mentor and then it's but someone had broken into his shop and we never yes. really dealt with that. No, no not at all. <laughs> um, oh, one other thing that he did do is notice Solf's ring. Yeah. yeah. Um, and But he didn't say anything about it but apparently it was linked to something about Sasha. He thought I'd stolen it. Yeah. But we so, didn't know why. So Sasha being point. delivered from 
I, I don't. It, How are you doing, Helen? Have any idea at all? Because this is just. Whoom. Yeah, this is this is quite the experience. So, no. S- <laughs> Sasha's backstory so was that she was she was kept in other London, and then there was something that she didn't really understand. That means that she was then sent to what's his name, uh, the rap. Rake, Rake fine. fine. Rake, oh yeah. And uh, like, so that guy then like kept her there, and he, she was being sort of taught all these posh arts and given a job and an antiques dealer and whatever. And she didn't really and understand feel pretty, why. Steals a watch. Oh, yeah. so pretty. It's kind it's of my fair lady, case. right? Yeah. Pardon? It's kind of my fair lady, but also with more thievery. So sort of with that, but with more violence. Yeah. 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 So my fair lady crossed with uh, Oliver yeah. Twist. So, so the my fat twist. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. Oliver Lady. <laughs> Oliver Lady. Actually, Oliver Better. Lady. Not, yeah. not part of her. Oliver Lady. Oh. <laughs> right, ban him from the podcast. <laughs> so, so Rate Fine had a ring because he was part of some secret thing, and yeah. then it turned out that Zolf's Zolf ring, ring that well. he got from his brother. Which he didn't really understand. That was the same symbol. Little did he know. We'll get to that later. Little did uh, he anyway, know. so from there we got the lead for the British Museum. Yep. In the British Museum, we released some like uh, skeleton bandits from the Paris catacombs and immediately destroyed them. And immediately destroyed them. We were oh, okay. very good again. But, um, but we also sort of did release them. Yes. Yeah, so that. I mean, mem- to be fair, they were had they had unguarded cursed pots with skeleton bandits. They had a in red them. velvet rope. I think it was fine. Yeah, so they knew <laughs> there were evil skeletons in here. They were like, "Don't smash was the pots." It, wasn't it the dog? Yeah, Brutal knocked yeah. over. I think a spear, which knocked over the pots. Anyway, we also <laughs> found the shroud of Nefertiti, yeah. uh, which Bertie was really interested on because no, no, a- no, James. Let's Sorry. be clear. Okay. James, James really obsessed himself because over. Basically, you had a fifty-fifty chance if you put it on and you're immortal, or you put it on and you immediately die. Oh, did he put it on? No. Oh. But he really wanted to. Yeah, he was for, always like, planning to. Yeah. I'd really want to as well. There you go. Oh. <laughs> um, uh, but as well as destroying the skeletons, we destroyed quite a lot of the exhibits. Oh, yeah, there was just a bunch of stuff. And so then... <laughs> there was a pickled flesh golem. It flopped on us. It was, it was gross. <laughs> um, but yeah, from that, we found out from the curator that um, the uh, thing had... The, the origami had squid ink on it, yeah. which mm. linked it to a certain town in Japan, mm. I think. Yeah. So it gave us... It, a he, no, he wasn't very helpful. He wasn't very precise. He did explain the squid ink, but he said okay. he, he he couldn't he couldn't narrow down the location. So in Japan what you're saying is further. basically Alex forced us to waste our time. Yep. Then we went to Kew, and there was swarms and plant monsters and fear. there was an infestation oh in the basement. Oh, and uh, Zolf was the leader, but then gave up, got in a sulk, and yeah. said Hamid could be the leader. Fine. <laughs> oh, well, and he did a really a... good job. Yeah, he did actually. <laughs> Yeah. Well, no. So basically, I was like, "We have to run away. We're going to die down here." Yeah. And the hammer was like, "No, we need to save the man that we don't know is down here. Maybe it might already be dead." And Zolf was like, "That's a stupid idea. Fine, you do it." And there mm. was, there we were, and he did. We were, yeah, I know, to be fair, he did. We were a roll away from potential TPK. We were fine, totally fine. Yeah, we like, were very close to being just completely murdered. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Like, because some people were attacked by the frozen, the frozen mold, frozen mold, and some people were being attacked by a swarm. angry mandrakes. Yeah. Yeah, it was a whole thing. Anyway, we found the botanist we needed, who yep. I think was the one who told us about the seed in Svalbard. So that's where we got our, got that lead. Anyway. Um, and we got a bribe. It was great. Yeah, we got a bribe for covering things up. Zolf got grumpy about that. Hannah Ooh, was money. fine with it. Always yeah. the son of a banker. <laughs> yeah. um, anyway, uh, then we went to... Bertie Dome. and Sash were like, yeah, that's then, how you live. You've, sk- you've skipped one of the places we went to in London. Uh, did we? We went to a bank. 
Oh, oh yeah! yeah! And we saw Figgis again pretending to be Byron as Olf got drunk. Yeah. And that's all he remembers of that. Yeah. <laughs> that's about Pretty what much. happened. So no, they, was, they no. were able to tell us where, which branch the safety deposit key came from. Yeah. So oh, okay. so we didn't know, so we did, initially didn't know where any of the clues led yeah. to. So we knew we would have to go to Paris and Prague. But, so Beaming Gusset told us that the piece of metal was uh, Damascan adamantine. Mm. Q told us that the seed, the best place to find out more about the seed would be the, the seed bank run by the dwarves in South Svalbard. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the bank told us that the key was to the Cairo branch of the Altaham family bank. Actually, the British Museum, I think, did give us the Japan connection. I mean, yeah. we'd already kind of guessed it because origami, but... Yeah. And and there was a car yeah. chase, including involving a, a potato cart. And <laughs> yeah, jumping. that was pretty cool. It was jumping. also like a watermelon stall. and A lot all, of rolling yeah. like A couple of workmen with around. a really, really... Do you have any idea how many cardboard boxes the cart ploughed? But yes, so um, once we've done all that sort of London stuff... Um, so so th- this now gave us this, uh, our six clues led to six around the world locations. Whoa! So by d- to do that, we said, okay, well, let's get the Euro Tunnel. Um, so, uh, which we exists. To, which we exists. went to Dover. Yeah, so we went down to Dover and it was very, very rainy. Um, and we tried to find a fish and chip shop, uh, <laughs> but the soggy cabin goy wasn't good enough. Yeah. Uh, nor was a soggy bosun, nor was a soggy first mate. Nor I think was the soggy, soggy captain. Yeah, that was the soggy captain. And then we has were... expensive tastes, guys. She so comes from a very privileged background. We found ourselves mm. at the soggy admiral. Yeah, which is very nice. nice. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then uh, some merchants there were chatting rubbish about Poseidon. So Zolf almost got in a fight, which Bertie defused. Um, but then we really? went. Really? Yeah. 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 Only time. Ah, no, yeah. no, well, no, I mean, no, no. We're no. getting to diff- his biggest diffusion. Diffused by shouting at people. Yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah. So ah, not by ah, de oh, yes. But then we came out and the riot was happening because all the merchants and, were like, we can't were, get out. There, there, were, there were bright lights because we were like, there was, there was smoke everywhere and someone was playing music. And Hamid like used dancing lights to tag people. We started a rave. So we had a rave. <laughs> we turned a riot into a rave because yeah. basically the merchants were angry that the Poseidon cult weren't just making the storm go away. And they're like, that's not how that works. The merchants were like, we're losing loads of money. Uh. But basically we started a rave. Um, Bertie critted on dispersing the crowd and just basically convinced them all to kind of go home. Like, Sit uh, down! It was another glorious natural 20. Yeah. yeah. But then the Navy turned up and kettled everyone. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we got let out and then picked up by the head of the Navy, yeah. whose name was Ooh. some bloke. He was friendly in Northern. Yeah. Barnes. Okay. Barnes. Captain Barnes. Commander Barnes. Commander Barnes. Commander Barnes. <laughs> yes. So we went. It was to, nice. Yeah, we went to basically the, the Navy's like gentlemen's club <laughs> and then backstory happened yeah and then Zolf's backstory kicked a in a wild backstory appears so Zolf, <laughs> yes. Zolf used to be in the navy and went AWOL at that point uh, once Barnes met him he looked up his record found this and arrested Zolf oh. so Zolf went to prison a bit a, a bit a bit yeah. but there was a single female lawyer so it's okay yeah and single female lawyer and, and he he also got it's a Futurama reference yeah he got oh. very friendly with the person that was running the prison and got into his romance novels he introduced him to romance novels really good ones the yeah. best that's why most of the fan art or not fan art well, most of the official merch is of Zolf reading romance novels Aww. going oh no, going, Jennifer, no. Jennifer, no. <laughs> She's not, he's not right for you. <laughs> oh, I'm so glad you didn't play Zolf. <laughs> <laughs> I never, I never claimed to be Zolf. <laughs> uh, but then. He's uh, being you. <laughs> so, 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 we got so, out of that. Hamid mounted an effective uh, legal case and managed to Oh, get, okay. Yeah. 
We're he, just talking about Hamid, romance novels. Hamid, <laughs> Hamid was the single female lawyer. Yeah. And I got this really nice little track, you know, the swelling brass as he stands there and brings down not just the case, but the very foundations upon which its legal basis stands. It was, he, was, uh, he was kind of awesome. Was gorgeous. Yeah. And oh. so we paid everyone off. And <laughs> well, no, they, they, they basically turned my execution into a fine. Yeah, You're going to get executed. Well, yeah, for, for um, desertion. Oh my gosh. Uh, but then, yeah, it was turned into a fine and a summary dismissal. Yeah. Scandal. Or a dishonourable discharge. Or dishonourable discharge. Yeah. And then we went to the Temple of Poseidon. Oh, yeah, because while I was in prison, and, and... the head of the cult of Poseidon turned up and was like, I'm a religious leader. Screw you all. Do what I want. Wasn't a nice man. <laughs> okay, sure. That's yep. basically that's, that's that is what happened. Absolutely what happened. That is what happened. Continue. <laughs> then we went to the Temple of Poseidon and we met all these mer people and oh, kept making and fish really puns. racist. They really they were. They we solve getting more and more furious because they're also like fellow members of his church. Wait, hang on. You were putting fish people into ponds. No, 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 no. no, no, no. no. They already like, lived in the ponds. They, oh, no, there wasn't ponds, ponds. It was puns. P-U-N. Puns. Oh! But basically, basically we were basically we were committing racially insensitive microaggressions yeah, for yeah, half an hour. Yeah, Bertie oh, Hammond and no. Sasha were making fish basically, puns around. Basically, the podcast got very fishy, and et cetera, <laughs> oh, no! et cetera, et cetera. Oh, not in the context. Come on. Oh, yeah. so, there's, anyway. a, there's a time and a place. <laughs> what? The racism? Okay. <laughs> oh, this is not God. a clips episode. We're not doing all the puns again as much as I kind of want to. Anyway, basically. I've had a cup to hear with you. <laughs> oh, yes, we literally okay, did no, all these. No, no, no. Had a cup to hear is a very good one. I have to, like, he's a monster, but, but we, we respect, respect his craft. craft. That's anyway, what conditioning can do. <laughs> anyway, uh, basically, while this was happening, uh, Zolf got taken into like the Grand Poseidon wet chamber. Uh, it, was, got a grand... it was very, very unnecessarily wet. Yeah, um, and got a big dressing down for basically being bad at Poseidon. Um, so they all told him, "You suck." He wasn't Alex. We tried to do uh, actually establish the rules for Poseidon, and I was playing true to them. But they kind of changed halfway through because we found out that drowning people wasn't going to be fun. <laughs> Oh dear, okay, yes. Well, look, they were bad people, and also it's Poseidon. He's not a nice god. And and moving on from, from all the conversations they we had with Zolf before. They horses before they went on the sea. Oh, no, that's unforgivable. Greeks, man. Anyway. Whoa, okay, carry on. <laughs> Sorry, okay. Ancient, Ancient Greeks, Greeks, man. There we go. <laughs> Classical Greeks, man. Anyway. Too soon. <laughs> anyway, so um, I got challenged to basically cross the channel on a coracle. A what? Uh, it's basically a plate that floats. <laughs> Made a driftwood. Made a driftwood. A, a tiny driftwood boat. Yeah. Oh. Um, and then... Uh, so, the so he took, <laughs> so he took said, the owl and the pussycat with him, so by said, which I mean Hamid and Sasha. To be fair, he said, I will go on my own. This is my thing. And then Hamid and Sasha were like, no, we'll come too. But it was like, I wear plate armour. Bye. <laughs> and just left. It was really more a case on, Sasha, on Sasha's side. And that, like, well, I could spend this time... Like in an incredibly risky, challenging journey that is testing the faith of someone other than myself and potentially drown, or a couple of hours with Bertie. <laughs> and made the That's right call and would do so again. <laughs> made the yeah. right decision, yeah. Anyway, so yeah, so so we set off um, in the middle of this horrible storm. Um, multiple people almost drowned multiple times. Yeah. Um, I threw my trident into the sea in a 
effort to placate Poseidon and save... you have no idea what he wants and ever save Sasha. for the entire yeah. campaign. You just no idea. And, and very then rude there was a very <laughs> strange, like, the hint of something big and mechanical underwater yes, with possibly sort of, metal tentacles. Yeah, sort of a massive metal tentacle crested the waves in the middle of a storm. It was a squid marine, guys. Yeah. Who doesn't build a giant submarine in the shape of a squid? I mean, we've all done that other weekend. That's fair. Right. Yeah. Yeah. We all misspent you. Meanwhile, meanwhile, um, Bertie is trying to get the Eurostar. <laughs> the tunnel is closed because it's flooded, but he demands through sheer force of poshness <laughs> yeah. that they run a train anyway. So they run a train anyway. And it crashes, basically. Or it, it short fuses. Well, it floods because yeah. the tunnel's yeah. filled with water. Well, it's an electrified train that's powered by a lightning elemental. So, of course, he took it through the flooded tunnel and broke it. Yeah, I hope the elemental. He also on on this trade with him was Harrison Campbell, noted romance novelist. <laughs> oh! Yeah, not that, but I knew that. Bertie, not that anyone in the party noticed. Because yeah. well, I was the only one who was into Harrison Campbell novels, so Bertie had no idea who he was. Yeah. But he did try and use him as a, a guinea pig for electrocution. So, so he like, tra- he traumatized this poor novelist. He said, "Hey, yeah. hey, mate! Like, let's walk through the tunnel. You walk ahead of me, just to make sure you won't immediately in case it's die." Electricity. Anyway, so Bertie then <laughs> says. No, he's fine. No, no, he's yeah, fine. yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Campbell's but Bertie fine. actually decides not to do that. Yeah. Like, and a splits just that close away. No, from he forces doing Campbell it. to walk up to his neck in water. Then Campbell goes, "I'm out." Yeah. No, no, go on. It's fine. No, I'm out. And then yeah. Campbell just kind of so yeah, yeah. back. Bertie walks through the Euro Tunnel, almost drowns, gets lost, gets very dirty. Critical fail on direction C. Yeah. He got lost in a tunnel. Like, yeah. Like, to be fair, he yeah, got lost he in like did. the maintenance access bits of the oh. tunnel. So. I remember, like, remember he's, yeah. he's got the poor dog with him through all of this. Yeah, in a oh, papoose yeah. at this point. Oh, in a papoose. Um, I think by this point he's already tried to teach it table manners. And, yes, it's a person now. And it's got several costumes. Brutorous yeah. people now and dressed like an admiral, unless he's dressed as a cult of Poseidon priest to annoy Zolf. Yeah. Or a judge. Or a judge to yeah. annoy the judge. Yeah. This dog sounds amazing. <laughs> Brutor is pretty amazing. The dog was deeply offensive to just about... Like, oh, oh hello, cult. Here's someone yeah. dressed as your holy figure. I hear you have some values. Look, it's a dog with them. <laughs> so, he, so he gets to Calais. Horribly grimy, wet, slimy figure creeps out from the you know abandoned railway tunnel and demands to be like let out. Uh, eventually, he does manage by shouting in English very slowly to convince people to let him uh, get cleaned up, oh get gosh. in the country, and get to a hotel. Yeah, Bertie, won't you? Ha- won't you actually tell him back to people? Not, not so much with the charming, and yeah. and it's it's I mean, good. We were all like from the beginning. It was like, well, we know who Bertie is. The, <laughs> the point is that he's awful. He's Boris Johnson, but worse. Yeah, Ugh. with a massive, yeah. massive sword that he's actually really effective with as well. Yeah. yeah. It's a potent combo. Anyway, yeah. meanwhile, we were having a car race to Calais because yeah. we met a couple oh, of eccentric yes. old women. Oh, wonderful! I think yes. we should be sticking to the essential plot points. I'm not sure they count. Oh, but... come on! Oh, Anyway, also, to be honest, one of them had a car crash and nearly killed Sasha and Hamid. That's true. It's true. Zolf was in the other car, so it went fine. Wrong way around. Hamid was was in the other car. Zolf and Sasha Sasha were almost killed. Hamid almost. Anyway. And we made it to Calais, then we made it to Paris. Oh, yeah, so Bertie almost did some civilian murder in Calais because he was so angry, and Hamid talked him down. Barely again. Mm. Uh, Then we made it to Paris. We had a nice train journey and nothing Mm. bad happened. It was great. So So then we get to Paris, this place that Sasha has never been before, and we get off the train. And who should be waiting for her? 
a mechanical man. It is, it was. Yeah. Well done. Yeah. It's almost like you were there. <laughs> it's almost like you were there, yeah. To, to clarify, because in retrospect, not the same mechanical man oh, that yeah. Edison was making. Like a real, oh, real so, bog so, basic, like, I am a TikTok man. So Paris just, is like far more technologically advanced than London, so they have like okay. automated... Oh yeah, they have lots of like clockwork. They're, they're clockwork rather than robotics. Think of it more like a drone. It sounds it, quite scary. It, it sounds gets, like the Return to Oz film. It gets very. Yeah, that was gets, kind of what we were going for. It gets but less very sentient. Rome in eighty days. Yeah. The specific Rome location is very much that. Not mm. that you. Yeah. yeah. No, I I, I, can, openly say, I yep. can openly say I can openly say you mean in the game, not the original novel. No, oh, yeah, yeah, no, in, no. In, in, in obviously, obviously, Meg Jones game, not the book. And I can openly say if you haven't played it, play the. 80 Days game, it it's inspired very, very a good, good. chunk yeah, of my campaign world. Like, I took bits that I liked because that's how creation works. Yay! <laughs> Said Picasso. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, that and it had an invite for Sasha to uh, the swankiest. Yeah, the to... penthouse suite of the most expensive that's... hotel in Paris. Yeah. In the world. In the oh, in the world. world. Had, had been reserved for her indefinitely. Yeah. Waiting for her to arrive in Paris. This so, sounds incredibly suspicious. Exactly. We were incredibly why? Suspicious. I mean, why? Everything's coming up. Sasha, Sasha really, why would you? Sasha really didn't want to go. As, yeah. as I recall, Hamid and Bertie were just like, oh, yeah, that, that sounds right. We <laughs> don't <laughs> expect this treatment. I try and so, give you nice things and you suspect me. That's why everything is misery. Anyway, yeah. so we went there. We yeah. ate a lot of lobster. Dire lobster. Dire lobster. So they're like a Enormous big... lobster. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like table-sized lobsters. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then it all gets so it all gets a bit investigated at this point. But I think basically we hunted down uh, a, a journalist by going to the newspaper office where a man dropped bottles on us and nearly killed us all. An, oh, an elderly man with no class levels. Also and... an elderly member of like one of the Lumiere brothers. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That just oh. kind of passed by with yeah. no one really engaged with. But just an, name dropped an, el- an elderly man with, with no class levels and like uh. three hit points genuinely nearly TPK'd the entire so we, party we tried, without so throwing we, a punch. We ended up on the roof, right? And there was a bit of a gap do. between one thing and the other. And so there was some jumping done, and then well, there was some falling done, and then there was more falling <laughs> yeah. on top of the thing, so, and then so, there no, was no. some throwing, and the throwing yeah, was no, bad. Yeah, no, it's important to get the order then, of this right. So, right. so, so, so Sasha tried to jump across the gap between roofs and failed, and fell, and got uh, well, so oh, it succeeded, no, but it collapsed. No, no. Succeeded, but the yeah. thing collapsed, and she fell down, taking taking a bunch of damage because he dropped a thing on her. That yes. dude. Yep. Then. Then Bertie. Then Bertie tried to throw the dog across the gap between no! buildings. Drop the dog. No. The dog did not appreciate this. The dog ran away. Yeah, but but it was it was okay. the dog is alive. Yeah, 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 the dog yeah, yeah. alive. The dog and ran fine. away. But ran yeah. away. Oh, wise. And then mm. Bertie tried to jump across. Oh no. And landed. He's in giant armor. It was never going to work. And landed on Sasha. Yeah, thus... she got a second <laughs> set of hideous scars. Yes, oh. and a big imprinted falcon in her back. So, because his his armor is all falcons everywhere, and he fell directly on top of her. Yeah, when she was already and then Zolf very made injured. it in the time it took the entire party to kill themselves. Zolf made it down the alley and just yeah. went. So this what, happens... I, what, I I just cleaned up this mess. So Hamid did not attempt to jump the gap because he's sensible. not an idiot. Yeah. Anyway, so once we've done that, we hey, had hey. <laughs> Sasha jumping across the gap was the was exactly what she's built for, and it was fine until until you got taken out. Yeah. And then, so once that, we got the name of a journalist we needed to hunt down who might have known something about Francois Henri. Oh, actually, that's one thing. We went to see Francois Henri at the Lord Natters, which was based in the Arc de Triomphe. 
Um, it was like she had a lovely conversation with him. She yeah. just snuck off and chatted to no. him. Really lovely chat. No. And then she found herself outside just remembering a really lovely chat. It was great. It was cool. Yeah. So there was a blank Chill. space hmm. in Sasha's memory. Basically. Hashtag awesome. Had a great time. Vaguely, See, I think. giving Sasha what she wants and lovely things oh, and nice. no suspicion. Yay. So that was that was suspicious. So that's why we were hunting down the journalist who knew something about Francois Henri and the weirdness surrounding him. Mm. Uh, we got a name for the journalist who was actually doing it from that newspaper office. Yeah, because we, we tried to organise an appointment with Francois Renou. It was impossible and Sasha stuck in and had this weird magic. Yeah. Um, yeah. And <laughs> she then... couldn't have just had a nice conversation. It had to be magic. Yeah. Um, so then we tried to track down the journalist, track down her mother... Her mother was super helpful. Yeah. Basically yeah. explained everything to us because yeah. we had not figured it out. And <laughs> Mrs. Exposition. So <laughs> she was convinced that her daughter was uh, dead because um, she was a journalist and her daughter was a journalist and they were both, you know, really good at it, really incisive, like they really hunted down stories. And then suddenly her daughter went, hi, I'm moving to Canada, bye. Mm. And so that wasn't suspicious at all. And she, everyone else a... related to yeah. this, just to check oh, in anyone investigating sense. anything, basically went, "Hey, I or found my dream worked... box by." Yeah, or who'd worked on it at all? Got their dreams. Their dreams came true, and then they went away and lived their dreams. Yeah, they mm, they I were their best selves. It was all very. very everyone innocent. was their best self. It was all so happy. Yeah. So of course we blew this thing wide open. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. so then we. Somehow, I just accept <laughs> Utopia built on skulls. Down. Come on, guys. Yeah, so we worked out that but, something was happening underneath in the catacombs of Paris. Yeah. Oh. So what we decided to do was find an archaeologist. That's the correct reaction. Oh, well actually, done. at this point, Bertie had left on a train somewhere because he was because he was sad about losing the dog. Oh, he just he did just leave. He just left. Okay, so he does have a heart at least. No. no. <laughs> he cares no. about animals because he's a landowner and a member of the gentry. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So that sort of thing where he can put enough of his own personality onto an animal that he then cares about that animal because the animal won't then well, he made the, the dog and, and the a dog person and the bo- yeah. dog was a bad person so yeah. Bertie was like I and see myself I in you, you. Yeah. yeah he turned like this lovable drooling silly dog into a, into a posh a snob cruel a, just the a worst yeah. just the worst oh, kind no. of snob yeah, yeah. He, he used to he would be dressed up in little sailor boy outfits and sort of sit at the table at posh restaurants and turn his nose up at like, any food that wasn't posh enough yeah. correct um, but anyway so yeah we found out like something was going on in the catacombs so instead of prepping we found an archaeological no, dig no, we, we we went. We we were doing an exploratory mission. Oh yeah, we, we, got, we're not, we were yeah. not planning. So we managed to fast talk ourselves into this archaeological dig and went. Well, we're here now, so we might as well just go. Well, the, the opportunity presented itself yeah. to explore further. So we just went and we took it. And perhaps in hindsight, that was not the correct decision. So, but you yeah. know, hindsight is twenty twenty. And right, then, shall I bullet point this? So we went in. We got lost. Yes. We didn't have any light. There was a cave in. Zolf was buried and then lost his other leg. Yeah, so far this sounded exactly like a horror movie I watched. Yeah, so he, he didn't have any legs at this point. Oh, I mean, he already, you know, he already but... had one peg. Oh, yeah, he already had one, like... He and then he lost leg. the other one in this cave. Oh, yeah. my God. Yeah, so, and, and that was um, legitimately, not Hamid's, Bryn's fault for rolling three ones in a row. It's okay, though, because oh, what happened Bryn. to Hamid's hand? Oh, yes, Hamid got his hand crushed, and it went... I, I, Hamid has some slight scarring now. He doesn't yeah. come up. He wears sleeves a lot. <laughs> yeah. So it was all going really badly because Zolf couldn't walk. Um, they couldn't, like, Sasha and uh, Hamid couldn't see. Um, so it was great. And? 
And then we were Something being... Something started hunting us in the darkness. Mm. Does that exactly like <laughs> So, So Zolf did have a spell, which was like a floating disc, which he basically was casting, sitting on it and being pushed along by Sasha. Basically, Zolf started casting emergency wheelchair. And in fairness, it worked really well. Yeah. Because bear really in mind well. that... Until... <laughs> So Sasha went true. out to try and find a way out, didn't find anything, found a creepy chemical cistern yeah. with like loads of toxic guff going into it. Mm. Um, but then we started getting hunted. Um, so Sasha was kind of desperately trying to find a way out while Hamid and Zolf were like following along behind her, fending off this thing which kept trying to nab oh, us. No, they weren't following behind her. They were sitting in we the dark. We were all sitting as close oh, together. Yeah, yeah. Being quiet and terrified. While, and while yes. possible. I think he skipped to the point where you decided to flee because you knew it was stalking. And yeah. So, so, so the you. thing started stalking Sasha. Mm. Sasha came back, went, there's something stalking us, and then it started stalking all of us. Mm. Um, so we went the other Helpful. way. Yeah. We found our way to like... We were an, trying to run across, and there was an underground river with yeah, a bridge over it. Yeah, we found our way to like an ancient system thing and there was a bridge did um, you find the philosophy you shall not pass <laughs> no. but instead tentacles you know? so, oh think yeah. Balrog but tentacles and so many eyes so the thing if only quit, we could have just gotten into a riddle contest with it yeah. it would have been so much simpler <laughs> not if you tried to talk to it I'm just saying I had a whole backstory planned it had too many mouths <laughs> so Sasha fell down the ravine Oh, and well, was no, lost. all the rest of you No, 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 Sasha. Sasha's the only was one that didn't right, Sasha. Oh, sorry, yeah. She tried to save you all. Oh, yes, you, you Okay, all yeah, yeah, sorry, fell. sorry, sorry. No, 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 no. Okay, okay. Stop. Try again. Zolf got flicked off the bridge by a tentacle from a monster. And having got his trident and having got his trident back by Poseidon means, threw it again at the monster in a last ditch attempt to save his friends. Missed. Yeah. And plunged to his Dead? Yeah, and plunged into the darkness. So mm-hmm. ha- Hammond and Sasha just about made it across the bridge. Mm-hmm. Hammond attempted to hide from the creature. Didn't work. Didn't work. So Hammond got just snatched by a tentacle. Mm-hmm. And that was the last we heard from him. And died? So <gasps> Sasha was now alone in, in the, the dark. dark. Pitch dark, no way of making light. Oh my God. Above a chasm. Yeah. And decided so, to climb down into yeah, the river. So this, actually, sorry. Fun fact: this was not the Nadir of that arc. <laughs> no, no, no. This is this is this, this is. Still we're still on the way down. This is all just one arc. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Welcome then, to why people find it hard to join my masterful creation. <laughs> so, so then Sasha had very much thought like, well, I could either go forwards into the darkness, or I could go back into the cave-in and the monster, or I could climb down the ravine. And see where my mates are. So she climbed down the ravine, and she actually kept rolling really yeah, well. Yeah, yeah, you did. You made it basically to the bottom of the ravine. And went she, ah, yeah, she got a to, river. She got, and then she was climbing along the river for quite yep. some time. Yeah, yeah. And it, like we, we kept rolling, and she kept doing okay until eventually she slipped. Mm. Fun then, fact: It was possible for you to make it without falling in, but the, so the rolls would have been it would have yeah. It was yeah. so she slipped and drowned. Died. Yeah. So slam cut two. Zolf wakes up in a tank. Yeah. With water tank. With okay, ma- not pew pew. Yeah, it's Zolf doesn't know how he got there. <laughs> Suddenly, the guy from Quantum Leap is next to him, and they all just look at each other and go, "Ooh." So it gets a bit matrixy because he wakes up in a tank suspended in some fluid with like a mechanical windpipe shoved down his windpipe and yes. lots of like plugs in him. So it really is very exactly the matrix. Like the matrix yeah. So he gets out of. Well, that. Except he has no legs. Oh, and yeah. his legs oh. have been replaced by. Ports. Plug yeah, sockets. so I've got like plug sockets at the, where my legs have come off. Oh dear. Yeah, so he uh, gets out of the Be tank. Be glad you skipped these sessions. It was not a good It yeah. wasn't a pleasant Anyway, so mm-hmm. he gets out. He finds. Um, so Hamid is also in a tank? 
no, no, no. He was upon a table, table with his arm opened, ready oh, yes. to be healed. Yes, yes, yes. Oh. So, uh, well, ready to, he's basically a vivisection. And then Ham- Hash- Hamid was basically fine. Yeah, so his arm was being fixed. But Sasha was lying on the table with open. All, with all her organs out. But all, all her, her organs, organs were like outside. were like suspended in different, like arrayed around her with different tubes and stuff. And like she was alive, but like on the outside. Uh, so yeah, Alex is shaking his head. Well, yeah. she was sort of alive. Anyway, so Zolf put her back together what again. Is so this alive. is the first time she no th- this is like the third time she's died, basically. Oh my gosh. So well, she's been, she, been KO'd. She's been ex- yeah, she's been exploded through a wall and she was KO'd. She got squashed and she was KO'd. And then And then this one was like she was pretty much dead. I, I think yeah. so. I mean we none of us were conscious, so we actually have no idea what happened. Like yeah. really. Um anyway, so Zolf put her back together. Yeah. Like like a like a boss. I did really really well. No, I actually rolled real well. Yeah. Um. So she woke up ish and felt very weird. Yeah. Um. And then woke Hamid up as well. Mm. And then Hamid was basically fine. (laughs) And then we heard some footsteps. Giant metal feet coming towards the door. Then there, was, then there was Sasha a... lies back down and tries to pretend that her organs are back in the day. <laughs> yeah, so pretending... Zolf basically hides near the tank. Hamid lies down like, ah, we're fine. Don't, don't and, then and then there was, and then it was worse than we could possibly imagine. Bertie! Yeah. <laughs> oh, it wasn't the no. TikToking no. man. No. Basically, um, Bertie had met up with the cult of Apollo. With a healing cult, who we'd sort of met at Notre Apollo. Dame. Yeah, they were just real. They like there the... was a whole side quest. Alex got to play a character. They're basically he was jocks. great. Hello, citizen. How are you this glorious day? We're not going to cover the side quest because it's not relevant yeah. to the main arc. But basically, wonderful. We, yeah, we saw what Bertie's adventures happened. But he met up with. Oh, there was a plot point that was relevant from the side quest, which is that Newton was a dude and had lots of information, and it was also at Prague University. Mm-hmm. Oh yes, okay. yeah, basically. Okay. Um. Yes. Listen, listen to the side quest thing as its own separate thing. It's only three episodes long, so yeah, it's actually five. doable. Is five. it five episodes? It was supposed to be three. <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> but yeah, so... What I do isn't easy, guys. I, I, Staying I know. on time, very difficult. <laughs> uh, I was having a lovely time in Cambodia at the time. That's Lid, not Sasha. Yeah, ah. um, yeah so Bertie got <laughs> directed there by the cult of Apollo who knew we wanted to go down to the um, uh, catacombs and thought it was a bad plan. They were right. Mm-hmm. Um so at that point we were like oh the party's back together again and then a voice came out of the ceiling and we named it well Bertie named it Mr. Ceiling so it was a face in the ceiling well it's, a voice it's, from it's the basically ceiling. sort of GLaDOS yeah oh yeah Mr. Very Ceiling much seems GLaDOS. like a good name I guess he's called Mr. Ceiling now that's all right <laughs> Alex doing his happy voice of the robot while his eyes show his GM anger <laughs> so I'm fine with this we... he just accepted any input you gave it yes and we started oh. talking about morality and oh this sounds familiar now yeah, yeah. so <laughs> basically we uh, we found out that Mr. Ceiling kind of saved us all he's the reason we weren't all drowned at the bottom of an underground river because okay. he's good really yeah, yeah. Uh, impressionable very, though very neutral Oh. Actually, very neutral. True neutral. So he was created by Francois Henri. Yeah. Francois Henri told uh, Mr. Sealing that it was imperative that nobody found out about him. Unfortunately, Mr. Sealing has the ability to rewrite people's memories. Yeah. Over and over again. Oh, that could lead to difficulties. And so, so your so brain Fran- gets fragmented. Francois Hon- Henri had basically lost his personhood because his memory because had been mi- overwritten so much. Mind oh, so Francois much. Henri wasn't couldn't know about himself. 
Yeah, sure, well, yeah. basically, yes, yeah. So when we actually didn't know who he was. If you give AI's bad rules, it's real. It's problematic, silly. mate. But also, mm. Mr. Sealing loved Francois Henri because it was basically his dad. Um, so he oh. cared for him and didn't understand that he basically erased who Francois Henri was by rewriting his memory so much. Oh, but no. what what had happened is Mr. Sealing had rewritten Sasha's memory when she went to visit Francois Henri because it knew that no one could know that Francois Henri was broken. So Sasha had had know. a lovely conversation with him. As yeah. far as you Turns out quite a lot of people's memories needed yeah. quite a so, lot of everything. So we split him open with an axe. <laughs> Yeah, we skipped a... They, we put they, him out of his yeah. misery. Yeah. Kill, kill Francois Henri. Okay. Um, but we also found out that Mr. Sealing was a very powerful AI. Um, it was actually running the world's economy, all yeah. of the banking systems, all of its... like Any mass communication in this world was basically run by and Mr. Sealing. And he was powered by... Brains! Hooray! Yay! Yay! Human brain! Sentient creatures' brains. Sentient creature yeah. brains. Sentient creatures' brains. Sorry. Which Too Sasha found out. One of which was selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business, from the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Sprocks. So Her friend from way back in other London. I, I am just imagining the guy from Pokemon. I'm That's sorry. That's fine. Yeah. Well, now, well, now Brock is a brain. Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, I love that you, you can't remember the name from us discussing it like 20 minutes ago. It's been <laughs> years. Imagine if people, people listen to <laughs> our thing. It's like, yay, it's that name. Who's that name? <laughs> so we, we wrestled basically with the morality. Zolf tried to talk to Mr. Sealing about... Uh, being responsible as a citizen and the that nature of good and evil. So it, much worse. Uh, no. it, it decided the best thing to do would be to replace the meritocrats, expand across the globe and start running everyone's lives for them and adjust all their memories so they thought they were happy all the time. And yeah. also then go into the astral plane because it turns out Zolf was very clear that when you die, you, there, there's a heaven. So Mr. Sealing should probably be helping there as well. So decided that he should replace the gods. Oh! It was great. Did... It went really well. No, I don't. I, no, I imagine it didn't. No, that, yeah, I mean, it had an outcome. Was it was it an optimal one? Maybe not. So Hamid tried to figure out how to turn Mr. Sealing off. Yeah. I can't help you do that, Hamid. While, of course, they're doing that, Sasha is having conversation, is climbing up into the rafters and having conversations with her long-lost friend in a sort the, of fragmented the of way. The Mr. Sealing, who still remembers being Brock. Yeah, sort of an echo of Brock. can't really remember who he is, but has these fragmented memories of them playing together as children. Which explains Aww. why that room was rented for Sasha, because Brock was manipulating, like, because it was running the World Banks and everything like that, it was siphoning money off. So it really was a nice thing for you. I give you nice things and you just suspect me. This is not a nice thing. How is this not a nice thing? This this is the point where the meme he's a psychopath but we respect his craft occurred because this is Alex torturing us. Anyway. Nice things. Slam cut to uh, Hamid bringing us all to Mr. Sealing's control room uh, (laughs) and he brought us all here today to slam the button down to... And turn off the internet. 
to yeah. turn off Mr. Ceiling, basically, and deny ah. him of his... And like, then there was some fighting, but we won, right? And it was totally yeah. fine. And then we left, and it was kind of sad. Everyone celebrated. Yay. It was really good. I mean, obviously, Sasha was really conflicted. There was this moment where, every, as everything was falling down, she turned back and reached out and touched a pillar and said goodbye and then yeah. you know but they left but then it and was, was loads of it. good news it yeah great. all of paris was like well done you guys yeah. you guys are awesome hamid's parents wrote to they him saying they're really they proud of him saying they were proud yeah bertie's contract was fulfilled so he was no longer you know and and, you know, and oh, we didn't even talk about bertie's contract but he had a contract if he wasn't a hero he'd go to a flaming poo dimension yeah and he was bad at it like yeah basically he's he's his family is deeply indebted so he has a contract which means he has to be a hero <laughs> wait, wait to skip past james's backstory there guys yeah, yeah basically he's I, not here anymore yeah to defend i himself. am here yeah <laughs> 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 yes yeah you know what yeah <laughs> Woo! Right, I'm sensing there is a catch, though. Yeah, I know. Well, and, I, and then, and then someone read. Uh, then Zolf read a newspaper saying that other London was had been freed from the control of Barrett, and Sasha really good. was deeply suspicious. <laughs> yeah, Sasha did not believe. I was giving you nice things that that could happen. Yeah, and she did not believe <laughs> it. And so she started saying, "This isn't real." Because nothing that nice happens to Sasha. Yeah, that's... um. Yeah. Mm. So we just... So it turned out we were in a simulation having our memories played with. Yeah, yeah. so we decided to crawl back, like, down the hole back to Mr. Well, C's Most of us room. did. Hamid gave to up. repeat what I said Hamid then. You only get thing. one. It was all a dream. Oh, yeah. Hamid you gave only up. get the one. Hamid, Hamid, Hamid gave, gave up. up. And then got, like, a nihilist pep talk by Zolf, I think. No, 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 no. no, no. no. It was from Brock. Brock sent a... Oh, me- yeah. Brock sent a mechanical man said... In the like, simulation. That said, you have to, you have to help her. Yeah. But she didn't actually need it because they'd already. So <laughs> we went back to the source and broke the illusion, and it found out that Mr. Ceiling had locked our brains like just before we were about to hit the button. Ah. And then Hamid hit the button and, and then actually killed Mr. Ceiling. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. that, this time there were no celebrations. No, no one said thank you. It, everything <laughs> shut down. Um, everyone got very sad and quiet. We tried to escape via the catacombs with Bertie and got lost and all, again all yeah. the people but then came back all the people in the buildings around there that had been working with the machine and had their minds had had their memories messed with and then they could remember everything oh and, and, like and see all the zombies that were, ha- that were doing Mr. Ceiling. Oh, Mr. Mr. Ceiling was making more he was working with both positive and negative energy so, so he's sort of like well, half necromantic if you've got so. all those brains you've got a lot of spare parts and there were there were ways of optimising so he was using the bodies to do some of the tasks he wanted so those were wandering around and he was just editing everyone's memories around so they couldn't see them and so suddenly you're in and they're in the office just being an accountant oh, and then you look up and there's zombies all around the you zombie plague and I remember. you, you yeah. have a vague idea that your well, life that zomb- isn't what it was that so was they get very upset <laughs> keep this, up helen God. this was this was a, another sort of more controlled zombie you've almost plague. hit the halfway point yeah. yeah anyway so basically we go upstairs and we find uh, out no that- you don't there is one thing that i have to jump in on because it's directly affected things in prague and other places what what happened before you went upstairs as Bertie got his whole contract in his brain. So. Oh, well, there was that. There was that. You skipped that as well. So, oh, so, yeah. the dog came back. Yeah. <gasps> and you skipped that as well. Mr. Ceiling yeah. found the dog, brought it back to Bertie, and, and erased memories. the dog's memory of all the horrible things so, Bertie had done to it. Bertie's request. Bertie asked for it to yeah. mess with Brutor's memory. What's most important is Bertie is that make Brutor him love me him, again. Not that. Make him you love know. me again. Make him love me. Oh my gosh. When we shut down Mr. Ceiling, the dog remembered, tried to attack Bertie, so we had to give it away. Oh, good dog! <laughs> <laughs> so the bit, the bit that is unfortunately important, oh, I have to the, wait. Oh, the, the generator! There we the go! Generator. Oh, yeah, I keep forgetting that bit. 
Oh, yeah, that was the bit where we were all sad. So I was being sad because I had no legs and everything had gone wrong and I'd failed to teach an AI and kind of turned it into basically self was not having a good time. Yeah. yeah. And Sasha wasn't either. So no yeah, so was. we went we went down into the very depths of the, the Mr. Ceiling complex and found this generator room which had an uh, intense, complex magical ritual full fueled by four different elementals and, and there, we, we there destroyed it. There was clearly a puzzle in there somewhere. <laughs> and rather, it up. rather than playing the puzzle, blow that puzzle up. That's I was like, fine. the fire elemental that was suspiciously interested. You ever tried in creating an original having... logic puzzle? Harder than you think. Yep. Doesn't matter. It's I gone now. <laughs> we just, I'm not the best at logic. We just blew it up, yeah. Oh, along, and, then, and then we found plans. all Francois Henry Henri's research and we destroyed all of it. Yeah. So we didn't want this technology to ever get into anyone we else's We found hands. out that he was involved in helping to create the simulacrum with his research into energy stuff. That would make yeah. sense. Oh, so, and we found out that the, the person who wrote the notebook and invented the simulacrum was not Edison, but Tesla. What? Of course. Edison stealing ideas from Tesla? No. no. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, we totally destroyed everything and Sasha didn't put a ball of <laughs> small con- concentrated Mr. Ceiling that she appraised Which, and made her shiny. weep with its shininess we, in we, her and we didn't find that out for 30 episodes yeah, did yeah. we mm. <laughs> but yes anyway so that happened we went upstairs and it turned out that what happens when you basically shut down the internet mm. is everything stops working mm-hmm so People there's no banking there's no mass communication there's no trade logs uh, none of the robots that were in Paris work anymore so they're public transportation like in the city um, people couldn't get food mm. so basically or rather there was... no it wasn't so that's people... how we ended season one so it, 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 wasn't, it wasn't that people couldn't get food it was that the food was being deliberately stolen oh, by yeah. Mr. Gastronomy like, whatever La who was Mr. Yeah, who was as far as translations go, not actually that bad. Yeah. So he was he's like the, the, the Paris's equivalent of Barrett, who was living in the Eiffel Tower, which was turned into basically a slum. Um, Eiffel's folly. Eiffel's folly. Uh-huh. Um, and yeah, was stealing all the food and basically caused some food riots. Uh, while this was happening, um, Sasha was running around basically being Batman. Yeah, trying to save people. Yeah. And everyone else was just falling asleep most of the time. I, I think Bertie went shopping. Bertie went shopping and Zolf was just <laughs> grieving. Couldn't do any shopping because nothing was worse. So, Zolf was grieving his leg. So, yeah, Zolf, Zolf, well, Zolf uh, went into a heavy depression. Let's yeah. Zolf, heavy depression. This, lost this, his faith. Yeah, this was the beginning of season oh. two. The beginning of season two opened super depressing. Then Poseidon they tried said to give him. They wanted it happy and pulpy. I gave them what they wanted, right? <laughs> then Poseidon basically didn't explain what he wanted from Zolf, which is what Zolf wanted, but gave him some water legs, which was mixed messages of like, are you doing what you? I want you to? And basically Zolf said, screw you, Poseidon. I don't want these legs. But then Poseidon gave them to him anyway. So he was angry about getting his legs. So, yeah, that was a whole thing. Gods, class. man. Yeah, yeah, the gods are tricky like that. Gods Especially are tricky. Greek gods. Yeah, oh, yeah. yes. Uh, anyway, so then basically some food riots happened. Yeah, there was a bunch of riots. And then we, we tried to run away, but the oh, Lagomond... So Oscar Wilde showed up. Yep. And said, but he was like, was there more puns? No, he he, he was more like, we need to leave. Why? Can you explain what's going on? No, no time to explain. Let's go quickly. But it would literally take five minutes. What you haven't established at by this point is that Oscar Wilde is their handler. Oh, Oh, and we're working for the meritocrats. Who, okay. are, who are the, the dragons. six dragons that run So we knew we were working for the meritocrats for a while, but it took us a long time to figure out that Oscar Wilde was our handler. Yeah. We just (laughs) thought he was irritating. Yeah. Turns out he was, and our handler. Yeah. Yeah, so he tells us to leave, and we get attacked by circus gnomes. Yeah. It was a series of gnomes in trench coats. I never (laughs) said circus. You just presumed that gnomes in trench coats... Their acrobatic techniques were... Came straight from the circus. Yeah, they did during all keep the, yelling, during, ho, ho. Yeah, during the fight, you were getting high up, high up, high up. 
I mean, basically, at that point, Sasha had just got a new feat that was, like, devastating acrobatics. I can't remember what it's mm. called, but it means that... It's she... still overpowered now. Yeah. It means that when she somersaults through a square... Well, if she does an acrobatics move through a square, she gets sneak, sneak attack damage, which means that she's basically... Always and so, like, I was super happy with that, and we were like, oh, let's check it's not overpowered. Oh, it'll be fine. And then Alex was like, I'm going to give that power to all the people that you encounter. Pretty much. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, um, they, so they, we, they they put like a. You weird... want a somersault? This is a somersault. They they put a weird anti-magic mask on Wild, which poisons him and knocks him out. Mm-hmm. Um, we then kill most of the gnomes. Um, Zolf by this point is a man in some clothes, having lost all. <laughs> he of has no equipment, equipment, no armor, no legs. He's, He's in a wheelchair. His faith is getting no, sketchy. No, not in a wheelchair. I have legs. Oh, you have no. You have the, the yep, water the legs. Water yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got the water legs. Yeah, yeah, but just a point the... about the gnomes. You said yeah. there are gnomes. Were there several gnomes in each trench? I think there were three gnomes. Yeah, three gnomes. Per, like human like, size. Like you know, in Bojack Horseman, was two Vincent children. Adultman. Yeah, mm. Vincent Adultman. Yeah, like that. <laughs> okay. Um. So yeah, we fight them off. Uh. But we then <laughs> take sh- <laughs> we 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 take two of them hostage. Take shelter in a jewelry shop, and then we get surrounded by basically an army mm. of Legormon's men. Um. There's a really really slimy gentleman who tries to um basically say hey come to La Gourmand and we can just have a chat <laughs> Hamid burns his face off immediately just okay. kills him so, so oh, I listened to what he had to say for a little while first once he had fully established himself to be a bad guy I decided yeah. drastic measures were needed okay. mm. by this point the uh, poison had worn off of Wild so he was back to uh, you know casting spells and stuff and he says wait I've got a plan to get us out of here to be able to get out because they start storming the jewellery shop with like battering rams and it was all very serious there's like a troll coming through the, the, the walls they have a cave troll. Yeah. Basically, yeah. that was what I was going for. I'm glad. Um, yeah. See, Helen gets it. I'm getting all the Lord of the Rings references. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so Wild conjures like a big sparkly fake tank to scare them all, and we run out the back way. Mm-hmm. Um, we muck about in the streets for a lot, like Bertie goes on his own. <laughs> what you do is you successfully you successfully navigate an incredibly difficult series of encounters, mostly by fluke, and then manage to successfully avoid the entire arc to do with Eiffel's Folly. That just... Yeah. That never happened. So we That's fine. Un- so that un- wasn't days of prep. <laughs> I actually days sent Sasha into Eiffel's Folly, and you kept te- like she went in there to try and rescue people, and you and you sent loads of people out of the tunnel the other way, saying "Turn back, turn back." <laughs> so I did. She did. I didn't want to. Tr- didn't. I didn't want to trigger it because if it went off on you, but no one else, then I've split the party and yep. I can't do that. Um, so Alex's problems with GMing aside. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Oh, see, no, no, we, we like Grizzot, so we don't want him to get destroyed again. <laughs> uh, anyway, we make our way to the airport. Um, we find a uh, airship uh, captained by another gnome? Amelia, a halfling. Amelia Earhart. Who is a gnome? I listened to one of the airship episodes and the novelist turned up again yes <laughs> oh, look at you. we've clearly stumbled onto bits that helen knows it's just like oh it's no i know what happened better than all of you this and the character creation there you go. so yeah Woo! So, so we're a popular podcast so yeah. we so we take off um oh uh we need to leave wild there because amelia Earhart hates wild um because he is working for the meritocrats and we take off and a big dragon come well one of the meritocrats comes and destroys eiffel's town eiffel tower the uh-huh. yeah. So everyone there is assuming dead. Yeah. Oh no. Yeah. 
bit of a mass murder. Who knows? So maybe the meritocrats, meritocrats aren't all that good. Who, Who knows? knows? Maybe he was doing what was necessary mm. to restore order. Anyway, <laughs> there is some chicanery uh, with uh, Harrison Campbell. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, well, no, no. So the first thing that happens on the flight is oh, the, yeah. the discussion of the rings. Oh, yeah. So I find out what that ring means. And it means that my dad was a member of the Harlequins, um, which is... Uh, An organisation of separatists. Yeah. They're basically... They they don't they don't want the meritocrats to be in charge anymore. They want uh, humans and the humanoid races to be in charge. And so, so basically, by this point, Zolf is like, I'm depressed. I've lost my faith. I've got legs I don't want. Um, everyone is everything is awful. And also, I think my dad was directly working against the people I'm now working for. Yeah. And your entire childhood was basically a lie. Yes. Yeah. Oh. And and it, like so, there is a mention that Sasha's uh, like because that's the same uh, yes. ring symbol that Sasha's like benefactor in quote marks had so, but she just doesn't push that she's like yeah I know I know my family's awful yeah so basically Ra- Ra- Sasha's Sash- Sash- entire takeaway is so what you're saying is that my lifetime of lies has some more lies ah! okay yeah. 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 So there's a resistance. Yes. 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 So Rakefine was part of the resistance. They're called the Harlequins. Yeah, don't worry. I mean they're We're not, not in... a resistance. Yeah. They're they're the they're not necessarily the good guys. I'm not yeah. sure anyone you, is the good you guys. You three are not in the resistance. <laughs> <laughs> no. no. We are currently working for the meritocrats. Mm. Um, but we're, we're beginning... But then... Yeah, Zolf is increasingly... Join the Empire. We have care. Zolf is increasingly convinced that what we're doing is not necessarily right. Sasha doesn't care if what we're doing is right. Bertie only cares about appearances. <laughs> because that literally it's in his contract that he has to care about his appearance of heroics. Oh, he has to, yeah, and, he specifically and, said he had to act heroically. He didn't have to think heroically. Yeah. Now, Hammond thinks what we're doing is right. Yeah. yeah. So things are reaching a crisis point. So, and they're already reaching a crisis point. And then Bertie throws the romance author that Zolf is obsessed with off the airship. To try and teach him a lesson. Not to murder him. So he's, he's, he's attached... To a rope. So he swings underneath it briefly. But at this yeah. point, oh, so also Bertie has been given a sword, mm. the family sword, Hello. which has the spirit of no, it, Everard. It, it doesn't have the spirit of him, but it has his advisor. To repeat, you know, like when you get a dog and they kind of start to look like their owner, like that. But he's a sword. So basically, the sword is there to teach him how to be heroic and basically acts a mentor because he's terrible at it. Yeah. But yeah. the sword is really passive aggressive. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. I mean, it, he, the sword is still a MacGuffin him. And quite yeah. the cutting remark. Oh. Oh. Anyway, yeah. So you basically. Used, you used that one already, it was exactly as good the Many first times. time. So. <laughs> pointed humour. Oh. So after Cut Zolf. Cut it out. Moving, <laughs> moving swiftly on. Come on. <laughs> Razor shop, wit. Oh. <laughs> So anyway, you're just jealous of the polish on my jokes. <laughs> <laughs> so after after he, uh, Bertie punishes Harrison Campbell, Zolf loses his mind and is like, "Right, I'm going to murder murder Bertie." Specifically, murder I think he tries now. to pommel him. <laughs> so Zolf throws Bertie <laughs> off the airship. Wait, what? Zolf throws Bertie off the airship. But oh no 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 no! no, uh, no but he persuades. So someone it, persuades yeah. Bertie to climb down over the edge to look yeah. for Campbell. Yeah. And then uh, Earhart sticks him there and like covers him in cold water and yeah. basically almost freezes him to death. And Zolf uh, keeps saying like, "I'm gonna cut him off, like gonna cut the ropes." But well, then we hold know, him back. You know, an entire crew stopped him. Yeah. Yeah. Um, huh. Anyway, so Bertie comes up eventually. Um, Zolf fires him. Mm. Uh, Bertie challenges him to a duel. Zolf refuses. Uh, they won't speak to each other it's anymore. The whole thing. And then we land in Prague. Woo! Ah! At this point, Hamid has read one of the novels to try and understand why <laughs> these people all care and t- still doesn't really get it. <laughs> Hamid is a snob. <laughs> 
So we get off at Prague. Yeah. Um, everyone storms off their separate ways, basically. No, um, no, 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 no. Everyone goes off in their separate ways and Sasha sneaks off. To them. Okay, sorry, Happily, yes. Happily, so, just disappearing into the crowd. Zolf storms off. Yeah. Bertie's on um, Bertie, well, Bertie kind of waits around, is threatened to be shot by Earhart, and then tries to get through immigration. Well, he by wanted pretending to get Campbell again. Oh, yeah. And then Earhart says, okay, I've just called customs. You've got about 30 seconds. Yeah. Anyway, so we all get through customs, however we do. Zolf goes to, <laughs> Zolf goes to Sulk in a pub. Um, Hamid finds him, and Sasha eavesdrops, and Zolf basically says, uh, I don't think I can do this anymore. I don't think I'm a good leader, and I don't think, I, I think I'm going to get some of you killed. So Aww. I'm out. Uh, at which point he leaves. Sort of heartbreaking. And yeah. then Zolf is gone. It was very sad. And so he broke one fan who shipped so hard that we felt bad for her. Yeah. <laughs> mm. um, so Hamid yeah. takes over uh, and renames the the mercenary group from the London Rangers. We're, We're still working on the name. He worked on the name. name. Yeah. To the London and other London Outstanding Mercenary Group. Bit of a mouthful, so we tried to shorten it. L O L O M G. Oh, Bryn! <laughs> Hashtag Bryn is very Bryn. <laughs> How Bryn is Bryn today? Extra Bryn. <laughs> Bryn with an extra helping of Bryn. I was so happy when I came up with that, you guys. So oh, happy. I bet you were. But it's so, a little dance. <laughs> it's wonderful watching people work out the acronym. <laughs> so, um, so with Zolf gone, uh, those guys do a bit of shopping. Yep. Uh, kind of. So we yeah we hook oh, back yeah, up with hook. Bertie, uh, yeah. and then we're, we're so we're going to go up to the university. Yes, because uh, the university and... flies over the top of Prague, uh, because there's the city of Prague and then there's University Charles University, which is just flying in the sky because you know wizards. Yeah. So we were like, yeah, this is cool. Let's go teleport up to yeah. the thing, and then a oh, scream. Well, actually, so mm. there's another thing, Ooh. which is. Um, <laughs> Sasha keeps waking up with all these with her wounds reopening. She was awful yeah. in the morning, so she visits. We're getting very up to speed now. Yes, yes. Yeah. So mm. she visits the uh, cult of Artemis mm. um, to ask them for help. Unhelpful. Well, and basically she very she practical. She walks past Grizzop before they know each other yeah. um, and meets basically Grizzop's mentor. Has a chat with her and asks, and she's like, "I can't help you." Bye. Yeah. Basically, <laughs> at that point, Sasha is still alive enough that yeah. healing is helping her. Yeah. Yes, but that does not continue. So this has been a problem for a while. Uh, well, basically, well, no, like I mean, it's been a it's been a problem for like many months of episodes. But in hourly terms, actually, like in real time, yeah, it's, it's been like a week. It's been like a week. Couple of weeks. Couple of weeks. Well, maybe. a week, I think. A uh, basically. <laughs> oh no, a couple of weeks because we spent a long time yep. in the ceiling. Couple, yeah. couple of weeks. Yeah. Maybe yeah. three tops. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so that happens. Uh, but you see Grizzop there. And then, you know, when they're at the teleportation platform, Grizzop is behind them. In the um, queue. Because he's got his own mission to hunt down this person that the university won't found. Uh, so um, as we teleport, there is a blood-curdling scream. Mm. And we teleport way up to the, uh, to the university. Oh, so we teleport immediately teleport back down and fight <laughs> some zombies! Yeah. Zombies! Ah. Pew, 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 yeah. pew, pew. Fight some zombies. The second plague of zombies. Yes. Mm. We trace them back to a plague pit. Good, good old-fashioned zombies like Mama used to make. None of those <laughs> newfangled techno zombies. Fresh from the oven. Uh, so so ha- Hamid offers Zolf... Uh, Zolf. Hamid offers <gasps> Grizzop a job. Yeah, because mm. we're all protagonists, so we fight the zombies. And then we're yeah. like, we're all protagonists. Maybe we should band together. <laughs> <laughs> That's um, how I remember it. Yeah. yeah. We go to a plague pit. We burn down the plague <laughs> yeah. pit. Grizzop helps. Helps! Helps! Oh, yes. <laughs> he helps. He's really helpful. It's cool. Hmm. Helping. Sasha can handle change. He's very yeah. effective, and Sasha is used to, used to being basically the effective one. That's fine. 
It's cool. That's <laughs> okay. You know that some zombies are kind of immune to pointy damage. Right? <laughs> <laughs> if you just if you do really well located stabs, doesn't they don't care because they're just a pile of mush. Moving on yeah. from the breakdown. <laughs> you just come out and you're like, but I've got both their kidneys on my daggers. <laughs> Why do they keep coming? Anyway, so we go up to the university. Yep. Uh, we meet with the, the High Council of Wizards, which consists of Albert Einstein, Marie Curie, Sigmund Freud, and some other people. Yeah. I, think those, I think those are the only remaining ones, but also Fra- Franz Kafka used to be one of them, but that's who Grizzle yeah. is trying to hunt down. And there's one of mm. them that is the name of Sasha's tutor from her My Fair Lady bit of a life. Eldarian. Eldarian. Um, uh, but the, the problem is... He's like, not there at any point. It, she She's not there at any point. Isn't there. And like, I assume it's one of those plot hooks where Sasha's like, but I don't want to know more about my past, so that's yeah, fine. Bye. Yeah. So a lot of stuff happens... Alex which, dangles a clue. Look, yeah, as we so, all know, the longer you leave a problem unobserved, the, the more it solves itself. Yeah, it'll be fine. So... Bertie, so we we decide to do some uh, investigation into Kafka on the university. So Bertie goes off and tries to uh, kill his sword because it's annoying him. <laughs> so that's the whole thing. That just, yeah. that just happened. Let's just yeah. move on. Okay. We go to Kafka's um, office, talk to a raven for a, an episode. Like a whole episode. Like a pointless <laughs> raven for an episode. Yeah. Um, but I have ca- no information or anything to add to the story, but James decided I did. Ah. Edgar Allan Poe there as well. No, oh, no, no. Um, but, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was Ben getting it while also speaking. <laughs> you just heard me vocalise my, like, brain. <laughs> <laughs> so, but we find out eventually that he uh, he was uh, investigating a very spooky book. Mm. And Are a- you sure Edgar Allan Poe wasn't? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Perhaps Lovecraft. It was a necromantic tome of Definitely some sort. Definitely Lovecraft. Yeah, it. well. Uh, so we find that out. Then we go visit Einstein for some reason. We went to visit him. For, we ended up in his office for some reason. And then Hamid and doesn't his, meet. His assistant uh, is uh, another old school and university friend, friend yeah. of uh, Hamid's. And Hamid repeatedly casts invisibility just, on just himself. Just learned a new spell. Yeah. I believe the reason you were in Einstein's office was to get a mobile stone. Yes, we went to get a rockier. Yeah. <laughs> Look, what what type of mobile stone you get is up to you. But you, that was why you were there. You you were shopping for mobile stones. Yeah, oh, we needed some maps as well, as I recall. Yes, you needed maps as well. Yeah. Because Bertie's still off having a weird conversation with some people. Hamid just keeps disappearing. So for Grizzop and Sasha, they're like, "We're trying to solve this." <laughs> Hamid, why are you? Where were you? Yeah. And and then turning oh, around, I was right here, yeah. right here the whole time. Turning around, and then the assistants come back, and they're like, "Oh, we would, but he was just what." No, what? You, so we what? decide that they are probably exes. Yeah. Much to Hammer's distress. That's, we decide that they're definitely, definitely in love. That's, anyway. that's also my assumption. Yeah, yeah. there you go. Totally. Uh, so having found out about this stuff, like the book and everything, we go back to the wizard council and say, hey, uh, do you know of any like big necromantic rituals they might be doing? And they're like, they're like, I don't know, we're not going to help you at all. So we're like, great, screw you guys, we're sure, off. Sure, that's how I went, carry on. Basically. <laughs> that's how I remember They it. were super unhelpful. Yeah, that's what I remember. Also, it, is at this point we established they were all separatists? As yes. Well. Yes. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. They're all, so they're all Harlequins. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, actually, we the found bit, out the bit from of... Mr. Ceiling that Bola Smock, who is the meritocrat who lives in Prague, is actually it's dead, dead, and people have been covering it up for ages. Which actually, in retrospect, means the wizards probably killed them. Maybe Ooh. I don't know. We're making connections, but not at the time in the. Character. No, I, I mean I, I worked that out. 
Uh, <laughs> I was going to have a whole shouting thing at them, but they welcome to remedial Rusty Quinn. All right, they just disappeared. So Ben's catching up. Every time I want, every time I want to have a big, this is why you're wrong moment at some. NPC or something, Alex finds a way for them to just run away. So Hamid never gets to explain to them why they're bad and wrong. <laughs> so yeah. really No closure upsetting. for you! So Closure's we, so nice. We get a bit of insight into some necromantic rituals and some nodes that might be... Where the plague pits are, so which might be using as We nodes. dash around the city trying to take down plague pits. We fight some zombies, we have some last, we bond. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. There was a ghost. Oh, importantly, in that we didn't bring it up that much in the actual opera episode Bertie's strength and constitution or whatever yeah, like, so yeah. he fights a ghost and so it was a wraith and he had some wraith. con drain so that drama but that meant him. he entered into the final boss fight with oh with like, like yeah. no stats the basically the boss already. temporarily uh, the, the wraith temporarily drains away your stats so you're just so, so, so he has so no hit went points. went in to fight Kafka with no hit points whatsoever yeah, yeah. To, to fight Kafka, Kafka. oh yeah so, yeah. so we, then, we're skipping ahead yeah <laughs> Yeah. So Hamid works out that the ritual will culminate at the opera house where his sister is performing as the lead singer in the opera that very evening. Ah. And he'd already bought tickets Aww. because it's his sister. Yeah. Yeah. Nice so, support. So we run around, we destroy some of the plague pits uh, and then we run out of time and have to go to the opera. Um, Grizzop and Sasha really want to evacuate everyone so that the big necromantic ritual which might kill everyone doesn't go off. We're, we're only like 80%, 90% sure it's going to happen. Like You don't want to evacuate everyone and then it'd be a hoax. So Hammond and Bertie... God forbid go anyone opera. interfere with the opera. Yeah. Mm. So, um, well also, the, the, very reasonably, the manager of the opera house said, fine, I'll evacuate everyone and shut the opera down if you present me any evidence that something's actually happening here. <laughs> uh, Takes on a word. Right. Reasonable yeah. bureaucracy is the best bureaucracy. So, uh, Sasha and Grizzop go down to the basement. Mm-hmm. Oh, find out that, that there's an abandoned basement, so they go down there. Meanwhile, Bertie gets involved in an affair that doesn't really realise in the boxes. Yeah. Uh, H- Hamid is monitoring the auditorium for suspicious activity. And he sees suspicious activity in the form of some hands gripping the ba- the ballad out the ballads of the boxes. There was upstairs. a super suspicious box. Yeah. But like super well, suspicious. Like, curtains so closed, pallid like, long hand kind of creeps out of it. Yeah. Turns out just some creepy guy having, having sex. Yeah. yeah. But then also his wife is in the next box having trying to have a, trying to have an affair with Bertie. Yeah. Um and anyway, so Bertie's then, oblivious. Well, yeah, Bertie's not yeah. really into that. Women. women, yeah, basically into women. The, the, the yeah, but in he any loves way. himself, really. Oh well, no, um, he he loves, he loves himself, himself and sexy boys and very sexy men. men, sexy men. Sexy Sorry, men. sexy men. Well, I mean, we it, are talking it, about the English aristocracy, so sexy men. Definitely sexy men, but like, sexy man. it doesn't really care what's in their heads. Just... I know. Although he did once encounter someone who was actually, so you know what, we're digressing. So stupid, he <laughs> couldn't have a crush on him. Yeah, um, uh, so, only happened once. Yeah. So. Then, after they've discovered that, no, it was just a duke in a box. Mm. Um, <laughs> I'd like that to be the new, like, the plot manoeuvre is called the duke, the duke in a box. box. <laughs> right next to the smoking gun, the duke in a box. So then they had a, You like, can call them Meredith's duke, thank you. <laughs> they had a torrid, like, argument in a corridor. Then they ran off. And importantly, Bertie had had his armor taken off as part of the. So no armor or hit points. Yeah. So he was putting his armor back on when Kafka appeared on stage Ta-da! and did a big spooky hello prize. As as Hamid had predicted all along, therefore yeah. proving him entirely right. In fairness, Look, in the fairness. narrative doesn't exist within the world, okay, Bryn? <laughs> but if we had evacuated, it would have been fine. Meanwhile, Grizzop and Sasha. Oh yeah, there are some zombies in the basement. So we're fighting. Oh, so we're fighting zombies in the basement. Yeah, they're, they're we, fighting infinite zombies. 
Oh. Yeah. So then. Is there a zombie spawner that you have to go and hit? Oh, yeah, we could. Well, we, if, if it was there, we couldn't find it. Yeah. Right. There was. They could have. They didn't. Really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty much the, the mantra for all encounters. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but we held them off successfully, um, pretty much. Meanwhile, uh, Bertie and Hamid were fighting Kafka himself. Mm. So, uh, yeah. Hamid, fighting Hamid briefly scratches. But Hamid, remember, is completely out of spells because he used them all casting invisibility to hide from the, <laughs> yeah, the right. awful person. Uh, yeah. um, and the first thing that happens after he takes a single shot at, at Kafka with a crossbow is Kafka casts uh, Enfeeble Mind. Enfeeble Mind. Feeble mind. Feeble mind. Yeah. Uh, and sets both his charisma and intelligence and his wisdom to one. So essentially, he is lowered to the intelligence of an animal, of a very stupid animal. Actually, yeah. a bear's got like six or something. Yeah, no, 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 no. A bear is four. No, two, no? ones and twos, or oh, okay. all animals. And, and once you get three, you start to be capable of actual cognition. You're thinking but... of a different system, then. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> anyway, <laughs> we call that move the geek's realization. <laughs> Get more things that Ben can realise vocally and you can hear. <laughs> listeners get an actual just insight into our raw pulsating brain. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. Hamid turns into a dragon cub. Yeah. It tu- a, he's... A, a dragon cub. So yeah, he, it's weird. He keeps like... Throughout... A lizard. A, mm, yeah, basically. The th- technical term is a draglet. Throughout this whole thing. No, it's thing, not. Throughout, 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 throughout this whole thing. Got it. Whenever something weird happens or Hammond gets angry, he begins to get scaly. Yeah. And it's not just a skin complaint, it's a magic thing. Yeah. yeah. It's he, not his like... hands have been, has occasionally turned into claws, yeah. his skin has started to change. Imagine like stress-induced eczema, oh, yeah, but actually, like fire. In Einstein, when we chatted to Einstein in Kafka's office, he basically just told Hamid that he was a sorcerer. Yeah. Sorcerer In this world, sorcerers aren't common, most people are wizards, so Hammond's always thought he's a bit weird. Yeah. And okay. it turns out, in it's fairness, Hamid is a bit weird, but well, that's yeah. a separate topic. Uh, yeah. Anyway, so after the feeble mind, um, the remnants of Hamid's intelligence. I, I managed. So the weird animal Hamid manages to knock the book out of Kafka's hands yeah. and then scampers off. Yeah. yeah. So Bertie then to go and sit on a roof and curl up round a buttress. So Bertie floats oh, down in his oh. magic shoes. Um, hits Kafka like lops his leg off yep. Kafka doesn't really care Kafka then like casts hold person on Bertie and mm. sort of lifts him up in a like basically a forced choke kind of thing mm. and starts suffocating him and then Bertie he's, he's, stum- he's come down from this high box onto the stage in his flying boots sort of loses control and so is slowly rotating in yeah. space then it wasn't Kaf- elegant so then Kafka gives him a choice and this is in front of all of the uh, the people's people of Prague because yeah, of course the opera was still going on and they're all yeah. still sat watching terrified so Embarrassing. Kafka Kafka grabs Hamid's sister again with magic and says you have a choice either you die or she dies yeah. if you if you tell me that you're not a hero I will put every like I will just kill her and let you go and at this point Hamid, not Hamid, uh, ah, Grizzop and Sasha come running, bursting yep. in. Pursued uh, by a horde of zombies. Pursued by a horde yeah. of zombies. And a bear. Like, so, and they, I love a gothic set piece. And they immediately, like, <laughs> oh, they, they start it. getting involved. Like, Grizzop shoots the book. Sasha's, like, zooming up into the sky. But Bertie's still there, not really aware of this. So Bertie is slowly suffocating. And at the very last moment, Bertie nods to say to Kafka, yes, kill her, save me. <gasps> Kafka then says, No. And kills and them suffocates. Both. Yeah, he throws um, Bert, uh, Hamid's sister into the wings with a horrible crash and suffocates Bertie to death. Yeah. Wow, what a 
piece of work. Yes. <laughs> well, both of them, really. Everyone loves a good villain, right? Yeah. Anyway, so <sighs> basically hammered and... I mean, this, this was all replicating, as you'll know, Not I'm hammered. sure, the uh, plot of Don Giovanni, which is the opera that was being enacted that evening. Yeah. This is almost exactly the same plot of oh. Don, as Don Giovanni. I actually didn't know No, that. not even slightly. I, <laughs> not, no, no. I don't oh, know okay. what the plot of Don Giovanni is, but I know for a certainty it's not this. <laughs> anyway, so Sasha and... In, in the Don Giovanni version, Brutal's still around. That's the only real thing. Long, <laughs> long story short, um, Grizzop and Sasha defeat Kafka. Yeah. Um, he gets eaten by his book because classic evil books. Yeah. Um, and then the book explodes and disappears. Um, then... Grizzop finds Hamid's sister and her neck is broken and she's died. Aww. Bertie is also dead. And then he runs up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No one is really... So, well, so honestly, Sasha no one was happier than James. How mechanically yeah. inconvenient. Sa- mm. Sasha and Grizzop and, like, had seen him, like... Yeah. Nods to like. So everyone in the room knew exactly. Everyone, including everyone in Prague, basically. So it was his ultimate failure. Um, So, oh wait, so now he's in Puhel. Yeah, we we don't know. Yeah. (laughs) 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 You're my favorite. (laughs) So yeah. yeah, so Grizzop goes upstairs uh, or to the roof where um, Hamid is roosting. He's roosting. Yeah, he puts him in a sack, brings him down. Yeah. Uh, we go back to the university um, where uh, Bertie's body is laid out. The um, wizards restore Hamid's stats so he becomes intelligent again. And then you have to break the news that there both is. his oldest friend, who he's been adventuring with for the past several months, and his sister are dead yeah and sasha's news which you sort of discovered a bit during the theater but it only became clear is that you were half dead oh yeah that's when you like explicitly it begins to be like the healing hurts her so there's a bunch of like Uh, necromancers around um sasha being like "Mm, i don't know what will work let's try this she gets student student doctors yeah Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. so there's all this like first year like yeah basically they'd have done better getting the assistance throughout the zombie attacks and plague pits there had been like a couple of there was a ring of a tract undead there's a whole side plot of yeah. some bad like positive energy was being thrown around and but, uh, so she kept finding herself like attracted to suffice it to room. say excellent gming was had yeah. oh yes subtle clues build up blood so, is everywhere at what point did you die properly and then oh that was that was mr ceiling when all organs were outside so yeah oh, we, we re- the way then so yeah the way that mr ceiling had resurrected sasha we assume she was improperly <laughs> resurrected i hope yeah. you're happy for hooks that pay off in a year or two so <laughs> since then her body has been gradually degrading yeah and she's been slowly turning it properly undead oh, properly oh my undead. gosh yeah uh, but the other thing that was happening at the university was the cult of mars had turned up yeah. i yeah. love them the entire the entire you know panel at this point had fled in shame because they were about to be arrested the wizards ran so we all got arrested by the cult of Mars and they were they arrested us and they were basically we were the ones who saved the world and the cult of Mars were basically bad and stupid still upset about that they were bad and stupid and nobody likes them and they 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 started questioning me about the disappearance of my ex I hadn't seen in nearly a year to clarify not the ex that he was avoiding who wasn't actually an ex it turned out it was a different ex and and (laughs) and they, they kept they kept like I mean talking of exes they kept talking to Sasha about how she was ex-living and therefore they needed fin- to finish the job because they're not oh. really very keen on the undead. They're quite hardline. Yeah, mm, I don't like them. No, no one no. does. Anyway, so so we do manage through basically Wild gets us off the hook and says to the Cult of Mars, the meritocrats dealing with this, let these people go. Um, and then he tells us that we need to go and find uh, Isaac Newton. 
or go into Isaac Newton's office because they reckon that there's something in there which will help to uh, explain about the simulacrum. So that was quite a thing because Newton has changed the laws of physics. So going mm. into his tiny little student office took three days yeah, of marching we, in the we wilderness. All, mm. We all become tiny. We did like a whole wilderness march. <laughs> we climbed up a table, which was very, very dangerous. It took ages. It really did. Um, and then we found uh, a little... But Well, we, Newton found us, and we found a little bubble, which was like a little... Uh, a little what is it called? A pocket dimension? Yeah. Like a pocket dimension that he'd had like a nice English sort of home county's estate in. Good square trees, yeah. good yeah. square birds. Oh, everything was very geometric and precise. Mm. Newton's a... Cute, Newton cute, is a cuboid apples. Including yeah. Hamid's actual ex. Yes, so Hamid is forced to confront his ex. I who, think it went really well. Oh, I can't believe it. So when I originally wrote the backstory, she was supposed to be sympathetic. Turns out no. you don't you don't give anything to Alex that you want to remain sympathetic. Um, oh. Hamid remains sympathetic <laughs> by me constantly making him suffer. Mm. <laughs> when I was building my backstory, you should have, that's one of the pointers you should have given me. Yeah, yeah. Uh-oh. <laughs> There's a reason that you built it with me, not them. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so she, she, yeah, she criticizes Hamid a lot, and he's like, uh, "How dare you!" And also, uh, turns out she is engaged to the guy he was hiding from before, who was the old school bully. And the two of them had got an immense amount of trouble together, and both been kicked out of university. And she seems to think it's Hamid's fault when it's clearly his. The other guys, yeah. Yeah, so that was that was pretty bad. But what we do find out is that she was working on the same sort of generator tech that was powering Mister Ceiling. Yeah. Mm. That so that, that links her and Henri and Newton, and, and she'd Kessler. also been she'd also been briefly Kafka's assistant and before Kaffer. he went full insane. Mm. So, so we kind of semi arrest her and drag yeah. her out. Uh, oh, yeah. we get copies of her research as well to pass to Wilde and the meritocrats. Because okay. uh, at some yeah. point, our mission changed from finding out how and who designed the simulacrum because we found that out pretty early into continuing to investigate the process by which it was constructed to find weaknesses in Ke- because Tesla has off with Ada Lovelace and Charles Babbage to America, which is an enclave of separatists. Good memory. I had no I, I memory. Good memory. It's really lucky happen? I changed a, to a character that can't remember this because when? Ben can't remember when this. When did that happen? And that the plans that were stolen for the simulacrum were taken by someone called Jeremy and everyone's worried that he took them to the separatists. Yeah, I didn't remember his oh, name. Oh, Jeremy, Jeremy was the sexy backflipper. Oh yeah! yeah. <laughs> oh I my did, gosh, that I, was I didn't remember so his name, long ago. But I did, I did remember that he was taking them <laughs> potentially taking also, them to separatists. Um, That's no, amazing. N- no joke, it was 2015. Oh! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I remembered the plot point, just not the name. Um, so, so our super proud of Bryn right now. Super proud of Bryn right now. This is. Let, let me say four the four studios ago. The, the, the plot. <laughs> Wait, wait, sorry, sorry, sorry. He said studios. What I mean is studios. Sorry, that was one studio ago, a hallway ago, and then, like, we're heading into blanket territory. Okay, okay. Like, if you think this is a complex campaign, you should play in one of Anna's campaigns. Anna's our community manager, one of my oldest friends. Like, literally, I still do not understand campaigns I played in with him that he's explained the plot to me in detail. He used to have pages of a hundred characters that were dramatist person. It was insane. Imagine anyway. me with prep. It's amazing. Oh. Yeah. Right. So, anyway. So, yeah. so we're so worried Adam's that the separatists... Oh, oh, sorry, actually, very quickly. Um, meanwhile, while, while uh, uh, Hamid was uh, talking to his ex, um, Sasha and Grizzop found some hats. Yeah, we found some treasure. We yeah. went into the treasure vault and found hats. Of course, of course, that's the, uh, yes, true. Treasure vault true. and hats. We just so, up so nice our, our, our our mission now is to identify weaknesses in the simulacrum. So, in case the separatists in America, led by those three, 
end up building an army off Still them. so proud of Bryn. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, that, with that being our mission, we sort of debrief with Wild. Yeah, so we give him the plans. We say, look, this is the power source. It's, you know, it's the same thing we still hear. It's been miniaturised. Mm. We find the old Mr. Ceiling remnant that yeah, Sasha had stolen. Look, I oh, mean, yeah. it was very ah. shiny and it looked like it might be valuable. So, so of course, you all broke so it. So, Grizzop smashed it with a hammer. Yeah. Ah, because we this don't. Is the episode I was silent in. Yes. yes. <laughs> so this. And then there was dirt. Yes. Yes. So, yes. yes. All of the. So we nicked a bunch of bags of holding from the treasure vault. We were like, yeah, I bet they're full of great things. And then they're just full of dirt. He's just look. Newton was a really strange person. Very this smart, is true. but yeah. really strange. So this is the last episode of season two. Okay. So the very final thing that happens... We f- we hunt down Einstein, who was just hiding in his office? I think. No, no, no. Oh, no, he was hiding on a beach. Yeah. He but was we... on a beach, and none of you were answering your mobile stone. Why does he give you a mobile stone uh, if you don't answer the bloody because thing? Because he left them all on silent. Yeah. <laughs> well, there's your answer. <laughs> but we ring him up on his mobile stone in his office and say, uh, Dear Einstein... Can you hear me now? Yeah. Can you hear me now? We're under quarantine by the cult of Mars. Pretty please, could you just teleport us to Cairo? And he did. And he did. And and then, well, we met you. Yes. Yay! Yay! I think, long, long story short, like everyone knows that you're you're kind of joining, but I think that's more or less you up to date. So anyway, it only took one hour and 40 minutes, guys. Um, so I hope you enjoyed that. that <laughs> I mean, was... I'm actually struck by how well, much no, no. I didn't remember. Yeah. The, the hour and 40 minutes was what we remembered. There's now oh, yeah. another three hours of Alex telling us all the things we forgot. <laughs> no, I'm not going to tell you anything. I'll just punish you with them until you notice them. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that was how many episodes? Oh, oh, that was like eight, eight, yeah. three years of work. Yeah, so yeah, that's, that's like... We've been doing this three years. Well, that's 85 hours of content. You want something really down. depressing. Add about 25 hours maybe per episode in editing. <laughs> that's the time investment to get so, to this point. So, ah. so, so gang... Thank your editors and thank our editors. We're, we're very grateful. Thank, thank you. They never get enough Woo! thanks. Give them thanks. Thank yes. you, editors. And on that note, bye. bye! Rusty Quill Gaming is a podcast distributed by RustyQuill.com and licensed under a Creative Commons Attribution Non Commercial International license. Today's episode was recorded and produced by Alexander J. Newell. To comment on episodes, make donations, and view links, images, videos, and show notes, visit rustyquill.com. Rate and review us on iTunes. Visit us on Facebook. Tweet us on Twitter at TheRustyQuill, or email us at mail at rustyquill.com. Thanks for listening. Hi everyone, it's Helen here, voice of Azu, Enola and Laverne and host of Enthusiasm. Today I'm here to tell you about Divisor, a podcast on the RQ network. Divisor is a dark science fiction audio drama with elements of horror from Harlan Guthrie, the mastermind behind the unsettling and addictive series Malevolent. In this immersive tale, we follow Sun, a young man who awakens aboard a spaceship bound for Earth on a mission to recolonize a desolate planet. However, Sun's journey takes a sinister turn 
and he discovers unsettling truths about his world and himself. The entire series is available for you to listen to right now. So search for Divisor, that's D-E-V-I-S-E-R, wherever you listen to podcasts. Or visit www.divisor.ca or www.rustyquill.com for more information. That's all from me. Enjoy your episode.